and we are live hey concrete hey girl what's good what's good what's good happy wednesday girl what's going on honey <sighs> nothing but the ranch uh, you know that song a girl why has that been like the theme song that me and Carla been singing this shit to each other what you know um, about that listen ain't nothing going on <laughs> but the rent listen you got to have a J <laughs> if you want to leave with me I should have known at first I was I was about to be surprised like oh she don't know it <laughs> I, I don't know known. why girl you know my mama was a uh, uh, independent black woman for <laughs> listen <laughs> I should have known you wasn't gonna disappoint, girl. That was up there with Superwoman, honey. I was about nine years old telling somebody I wasn't gonna be their damn Superwoman. Listen, honey, Karen White, like I was singing that, singing my heart out. You hear me? If that ain't proof that black women toxic as heck, <laughs> she said she early in the morning. She put I'm breakfast on the table. Listen, girl. My mama used to listen to that blues though. She was listening to like BB King and um Johnny Taylor and like baby. Oh my god. Girl, these last the dollars. Listen. Uh, what? mom's apple pie baby listen let me tell you something <laughs> i'm gonna tell you in mississippi they would still have like updated juke joints is the best mm -hmm. fucking way i can describe it so there was this place called frank jones corner in mississippi mm -hmm. that i absolutely loved right so mm -hmm. frank jones corner wouldn't open up until about one o'clock in the morning about midnight to, and they stayed open until about five Mm -hmm. girl the first time I, and it's such an experience because you just never know what to expect so we go up into frank jones they serving they selling jello shots mm -hmm. and you can order drinks but i thought it was weird that they had jello shots at the bar so wow exactly you get you a few jello shots and they play live music but <laughs> it's not just like regular old live music you got a dude that's probably about 85 years old on the bass. You got oh another 75-year-old on the damn guitar. Mm -hmm. They got the drums going, and you got a singer. And, baby, when I say they was juking, honey, I had Listen, me a time, a time. I already told you about my family, my great-granddaddy, like, straight from the Delta. And he owned hey. two bars in Milwaukee. Baby, Tots, his name was Tot. They called him Tot. And it was Tots one and Tots two, baby. He had a um, jukebox up in there, and I remember like being like, "Can I have a quarter?" And I would go up in there, and I got to pick the songs. He had nothing but oldies up on that thing. Yes. Like I literally would do that and play darts at his bar. Like I remember, I had to be like five, six years old, and I would go up in there and play darts, baby. Like, oh my gosh, you talking about reminiscing? I do feel yes. so old. Jeez. Girl, Frank's used to have a time. And then let me tell you about this club in the Delta, mm -hmm. honey. I don't know. The Delta is just a, it's an interesting place. It's a very mm -hmm. interesting place. I had a homeboy named Roosevelt that was from Greenville. And me and Roosevelt used to just hang out. Um, he was like forever in the friend zone 
God rest his soul, because he passed on very early on mm -hmm. in life. But me and Roosevelt would hang out, and Roosevelt took me to this little juke joint off in the country. Girl, why we get to the bar and they were serving like uh half pints of Hennessy straight out the bottle? Oh wow. That's that how much was it? It was cheap too. It was affordable. Wasn't like ten dollars. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. You had mm -hmm. to bring your own soda and juice. <laughs> Mm -hmm. I've never seen it. <laughs> I, 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 and I was, I was a big Hennessy drinker then. So that's all I remember them selling. But I think that's all they sold was like Hennessy. Wow. Uh, them probably was the days. Them was the Girl, days. That was like the time where you could wear sneakers and shit up in the club. Like you didn't dress up to go to the club. Mm -hmm. This is right. Like right before you started dressing up. Or I don't know. Maybe the Delta people didn't dress up. Because actually I did dress up. And he was like, they you should have worn your rockerwear stuff. This is when my <laughs> was real big child. It was so, <laughs> so weird. But yeah, girl. Days in the Delta, honey. The Delta mm -hmm. is like interesting. But yeah, girl. MGTOW Universe, don't do that, baby. Because I'm still young. We was talking about our peoples. We was talking about our peoples. That's what we was talking about. But what's been going on, child? Nothing. But let me shout out to all these people in the chat. Yes. Eugene still was good. MGTOW Universe. Hey, UFO Kamikaze, the cynical one. Peace, peace. What's, what's up? Hey, Mr. Carlin. Um, um, yeah, Leo Anthony, hey, and shout out to you and MGTOW for y'all super chats from our last shows on TikTok. So thank y'all so much for that. Um, Charles Edwards, thank you so much. What's going on? But yeah, girl. Um, and thank shout you, out to you, everybody in the clouds. We definitely, definitely appreciate y'all. Yeah, girl, what's going on? Yes. Um, not too much, not too much, not too much, child. Got a few topics to discuss before we get off into the topic of the hour. I think. Uh oh. Not too crazy. I got one, child, that I want to talk to you about. Now, you remember we had a discussion about morality. You remember that? Yeah. Well, you was. <laughs> Why are you attacking me? No, no, no. We're not. We're not doing that. We're not, not. We ain't doing that. Okay. We're not sorry. doing that. Sorry. But I have a question for you. So bear with me. So this is a woman who was a grandmother, and she was charged with murder for shooting her terminally ill husband. So she was like 74, and I think he was like 76, man had cancer, terminally ill, and he said he didn't want to live like that no more. And he and her made a pact, and he wanted her to take him out. And I think the pact was supposed to include her also taking herself out. And she chickened out or whatever. Like, I think he was supposed to take himself out and she was supposed to take herself out. She goes up there with the pew pew and he is too weak to take himself out. So she does it for him. And when she does it for him, she gets too scared to take herself out. And then, you know, they hear the pew pew and the police are called and they shut down the hospital, usher everybody off the floor. And there's kind of like a, a somewhat of a standoff, like they're kind of trying to get her a hostage negotiate, not hostage, but they're trying to talk her out of the room. And she wouldn't come out for like several hours. They finally get her out and she is ultimately jailed. 
And so I want to know your thoughts and how you would handle a situation of, you know, a partner being terminally ill who says, I don't want to live like this. Um, so while I may not be a very big Bible toter, mm-hmm. um, I'm still spiritual and mm-hmm. I certain if you talk about program overriding and kind of taking your life when you want to take your life and stuff like that, it's kind of hard to override those programs. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I really don't know um, because mm-hmm. if they're at a certain age and if he's terminally ill, meaning let's say he didn't have that much longer to live or he was given like a certain time frame of when he was going to die and mm-hmm. he was like, he want to go out like this. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I I think that's personally. I don't think I could do it. Like you'd have to take some type of pill and go to sleep, do what you do. But I'm not gonna. I I don't know if I I don't you're know because you never you never know what you would do until you're in that situation. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I don't um. Know. So I'm one of those people who's like. I don't necessarily think what Dr. Kevorkian did was like all that wrong. I feel like people should have the choice to not live in pain. Like, I kind of feel like that. You know, interestingly enough, so I have these types of conversations with my husband all the time. And my husband is very much so the type of person that's like, He's not living in pain with uh with without a limb having to depend on people, people having to clean him, not without all his faculties. He's not gonna live like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know, you gonna have to. He's like, nah, I'm not. Not that he would um, you know, do anything to harm himself, but um he is like a very strong person and he can't see himself not be having the strength that he has today. And so, um, you know, we have conversations like this all the time. He would not put me in a position to have to do anything like that to, you know, help him. Uh, But at the same time, we have these very moral conversations and I certainly have come to understand and have a respect for people who don't want to live in pain. And I kind of feel like they shouldn't have to. And I've like, this is, this is evolved thinking because I used to work at an ICF MR facility for a long time with people who were like severely disabled and like essentially vegetables. And now I see that as selfish. Um, And really it's more for us. And even me, like if my husband were to be in pain and me wanting, like people wanting to be like, no, you got to hang on and give him medication to keep him alive and keep his heart pumping and stuff like that. That's more for us and it's not for them. And so I view things completely different now. I wouldn't want to be in a position to have to do that, but I understand a person not wanting to suffer. So interesting so you if if it came down to it and you were asked you you probably would be like bow bow it's over no i wouldn't do it he can't put me in a position to do it 
that's kind of how I'm thinking. Like, I wouldn't want to be in that position to where I have to like physically shoot you. You know, I, I wouldn't want to do that. But if you wanted to like me to go get your pills or something, I probably would. I don't want like, okay, this is the thing because I struggle. Like, okay, I, I understand how he feels and I want to respect how he feels, but my, like, I mm. still struggle with like, I love you and I want you here because I know, but I know that it's selfish. So I'm going to have to just kind of like turn my, like, I don't want, like, I'm going to know what you're doing, but I'm going to have to like turn a blind eye to it. But I don't want to be involved in any capacity. I'm not going to get you no pill. I ain't ordering it. You better not use my credit card. Like, I don't want to be involved in any capacity, <sighs> but I'm going to know what you're doing. Kind of like, I, like if, it, if, if my husband were to be sick, I know like he ain't going to live like that. And I don't think like he's not gonna he you know he don't believe in like you know com go doing away with himself. But I think he would just like probably like I ain't eating <laughs> you know type of thing. Like he gonna be like I'm giving up type of thing. But he's not going to you know take a pill or anything like that. But like if it were came down to something like that, like I would have to turn a blind eye to it. Like kind of like close close my eyes and act like I don't see it because I want you here. So I'm not going to be able to participate. Like I can't participate because my heart wants you here. Although I respect your decision to not live in pain. My heart wants you here. That makes sense. I, I get you. I got you on that. Um, yeah. Uh, if y'all could share the video, please do please hit the like button. What I wanted to discuss with you is um, something interesting that I, I've been thinking about. Do you think we have a lot of haters that support our channel, that watch our channel? Ooh. Um, what do you think about that? And I'm going to tell you why I came to a conclusion. Do I think we have a lot of haters that watch our channel? Mm-hmm. I've never thought about that. Um, if I had to answer, do I think we have a lot? Uh, I don't know that we have a lot. I, I'm sure we have some. Um, I, if I had to say yes or no, I wouldn't. I would say no. I don't think that we have a lot. I think we have some haters that watch our channel. Yes. Okay. Do you? When? Why did you ask? I think we do have a lot of haters that watch mm. our channel because we can barely get likes on our videos. Um, then I was thinking about like our audience and stuff. So I was like, a lot of people, you know, I, a lot of people like, yeah, I watch a show. Um, we generally get a third of our subscribership to watch our videos. That's and a lot. So I think that's a lot. But if we could barely, if we get a, 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 let's say we get 1500 views on a video, we could barely get a hundred likes. And so I'm like, damn, why? And to me, it's kind of um, interesting when it comes down to thinking about haters and shit like that. Um, and somebody told me a long time ago, a shout out to my brother. My brother told me a long time ago, it's like people are tuning in to see if you're going to fail. Um, they may like your show, but may not want to support you, yada, yada, yada. But people are kind of tuning in to watch you fail. And I'm just sitting here like, why can't we get likes on a video? 
Um, mm -hmm. We're not asking everybody to donate $15, but we would like for you to like the video. And I was just thinking like, damn, you know, we come, we come live um, maybe twice a week, sometimes more. We can barely get the likes on our videos to match the numbers. So um, I just, I don't think I that, that means that. that I don't think that's necessarily indicative of haters because everybody has to fight with people for likes. Like every, I don't, there's nobody that I watch that don't have to say, we don't tell people to like the stream that often. And every single person that I watch on YouTube all throughout the, I mean, they stop and they, I ain't saying another word to y'all like it. I ain't saying another word. I'm going to stop it. I'm going to end it. I, I need the likes to match. Uh, nothing else to y'all. Like we don't do all that. So because we don't push it as much, I think we would, we would probably have more likes if we push it as much, but everybody got to fight with their subs to get likes. Like we're not exempt from that, but every single person has to fight with their subscribers to get likes. Like people for whatever reason will sit there and watch all day long, but act like it's an act of, you know, I was about to say something that I shouldn't say on here and I don't want to get our stream flag, but it, they act like it is hurt, you know, like pulling, it's like pulling teeth to get them to like the stream, but it's not unique to us. Every person that I watch, they struggle to get the likes. And it's like, why go on and like the stream? You come and you watch every single time, it, you know, and it's people will be like, you can like it or dislike it. It still counts as engagement. Just hit something and people still won't like it. Um, to me, that is a bit hateful. That is being a hater. Um, to me, um, well, shout out, yeah. shout out to Eugene. Yeah, shout out to Eugene Steele. He says twenty eight watching, but only sixteen likes. In the word of a famous Muslim woman, bam, 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 bam. You gotta hit that like button, bam, bam. You gotta. Uh, uh, uh. I don't know who said that. Who's the famous Muslim <laughs> well, famous, woman? I don't know. I don't know her. <laughs> I don't know any famous Muslim women. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Um, but uh, shout out to Leo Anthony. Y'all should be way bigger. I listen. I agree. We have this discussion quite often. Weekly, yes, weekly. Um, shout out to Courtney Michelle, honey. You know I'm gonna talk about that situation. I'm so glad you're <laughs> uh -oh. here. Yes, honey. Let's get off into it. Um, so let me read the super chat. Shout out to Juju. Good afternoon, beautiful. Thank you so much for your super chat. Definitely, definitely appreciate you. Um, so let's talk about the Courtney Michelle and Chantel <laughs> Simone ongoing situation. Mm -hmm. Um, so Courtney Michelle recently did a stream and it's pertaining to the Chantel Simone. Chantel has done quite a few videos about her and Courtney's situation. And I mm -hmm. feel like Chantel has really, really exploited that situation. I think she's blown it out of proportion. Um, she has personally attacked Courtney, which I think is so, so unfeminine. I think it's ghetto. I think it's real ho shit. I think it's, I, I just, it's ho Wait. shit. Wait, say it. <laughs> ho shit. Ho shit. Um, I'm sitting there and, you know, I go to um, Courtney's stream mm -hmm. and Courtney is defending herself. And so you had somebody who was saying that um, Courtney, like it was immature 
it was you shouldn't defend yourself it was immature it was you know it's, it's silly at this point but i'm like courtney has a right to defend herself when it comes down to um somebody attacking her character attacking her platform and then you're exploiting the situation and i want to know what you think about um defending yourself in situations like when you're on youtube and somebody's attacking your character or attacking you in a certain way is there a time where you shouldn't defend yourself or how how do you think that should go you know how i am so <laughs> y'all often see that myself and danny handled situations completely different um i'm trying to think of how we can describe it like how i can describe it um I would say I am more, I like kind of like let stuff roll off my back, kind of like, I, because it's more of, it ain't, it ain't really trust and believe. It has nothing to do with me being scared to, to, to bark back and all of that other stuff. It's more of like me trying to preserve and protect my energy and, or like to prevent me from being turned off from this space because I'm not the type of person that can be constantly fighting and bickering in a space and then continue to want to work in the space. It creates a very toxic work environment for me. And because it like, it, like I, I can't really come back from it, but I do believe that you have the right to defend yourself. And I have done that myself several times, especially when you attack me personally and unwarranted attacks and it's constant. I absolutely think that everybody has the right to defend themselves. And I think that it is up to the person who it's up to the offended party um, as to how they want to handle it. So I don't think that other people get to judge that how you respond. I think that she has every right to defend herself. I don't think that people in the chat, people who aren't directly, weren't directly offended by this person get to say, don't respond. You're wrong for responding. Why did you respond like that? You weren't the person who were attacked. So you don't get to judge how I respond if I respond in kind to someone attacking me. I think she had every right to defend herself. I think she had every right to defend herself. And no, this is, um, it, I think the beef had, had been one-sided. Um, I don't think Courtney went out looking for something to exploit Chantel Simone on, but Chantel Simone definitely um, blew a beef out of proportion that did it didn't even make sense to blow it out of proportion. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I get more offended when you have a woman that's really trying to do the work for the black community, for the black community, for the ADOS community. When you have somebody trying to do the work for the ADOS community and you have somebody that is not from here, that mm -hmm. is from Jamaica, that won't attack Jamaican women, she know they'll get her on her bumbaclot ass. So she's not going <laughs> to say anything about them Jamaican women because she know they'll take her ass a new one. And so I'm sitting there and I'm like, if you have somebody um, that is trying to get um, women to improve themselves for, for men that aren't leaving, um, hood servative, all y'all ain't leaving. The majority of you guys will remain here. You ain't going nowhere. Then y'all nanny nanny boo boo, we leaving, we leaving, y'all still here. If you have a woman that's mm -hmm. trying to get women together and trying to get women in line or yeah. um, trying to point out things that we need to handle as women, mm -hmm. everybody should be on board with that. That is the bigger goal. 
Um, y'all have been complaining about black women since we've been here and before we've been here, y'all have been complaining about black women. So then you have a black woman that's saying, okay, look, let's take a step back. Let's work on our attitudes. Let's get some of this weight off. Let's be better women. And you actually have people attacking her, um, because mm -hmm. she doesn't support a certain movement. Y'all don't support certain movements that, uh, make better black women, which is, really really freaking ridiculous it's it, you gotta sound retarded so yeah. she says i want to help the black community i want the women to be um and she says well i don't you know passport do what y'all do but i want to focus on the people that are here now and y'all have a problem with that like how crazy do y'all sound <sighs> i i think that um people are being divisive and you know a lot of people feel like um feel like Chantel Simone is um can do no wrong I guess so just uh, you know trying to put it mildly can she can do no wrong and so they are auto automatically you know backing her um but um I think that it's wrong to not call out someone that you see is carrying on an unnecessary beef where somebody ain't stunting them they're literally in their own lane doing their own thing trying to encourage black women to continue to get fit to continue to work on being feminine to continue to work on their attitude attitudes to continue, you know, to get their mental health in check. Like they're literally in their own lane doing their own thing. And then someone continues to con bring up this imaginary beef with them. Um, I think that it's wrong to not call it out and to back someone who is kicking up mess. So um, there was something that uh, Courtney had played that was off of Bernard Riley show where you had mm -hmm. Pablo Frescobar, um, saying that, well, she's saying what we want to hear and we pay her handsomely to say what we want to hear. We don't care where the message is coming from. As long as they saying what we need to hear from them, we're going to pay them. We're going to love on them and we're going to be good to them. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, that's what the fucking wow. problem is. You have somebody literally pacifying you guys, pacifying you guys, not telling y'all where y'all messed up at. Um, and just steady pointing the finger at the woman and I'm sitting there and I'm like, then when women infiltrate and, and decide to do whatever mm -hmm. they want to do with your message, then it's all women. Everybody is the problem. La, 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 la. When you guys, it, it was the biggest simp thing I ever, it, it was so simpish. It was disgusting to me because I'm like, that's what's, that's what's wrong. If if I say everything and I tell you and I rub you on your booty and tell you you ain't doing nothing wrong and tell you you so cute and you so fine and you ain't doing shit wrong, we're not going to get anywhere. I, I do believe in supporting men and telling men what they do right. I believe in supporting women and telling women what they do right. But if everybody is telling you what you want to hear, you're not going to experience any growth outside of that because you don't think you're doing anything wrong. And when you have ladies like Chantel Simone that are able to just tell you what you want to hear, knowing damn well, she ain't buying into half the shit. She, she ain't buying into half the shit. She talking. Um, then when it comes down to proof of these things working for you as 
a woman, you're fit, feminine, and friendly and submissive. Where's your proof of these things? You got a, a game changer leading the, leading the charge, honey. Where's his family? Where's the proof of these things working? Why should anybody mm. listen to that? So then you're going to grow an audience of predominant men, predominantly men, and I mean, you just rubbing them maybe is maybe she feels like, you know, I'm making money from it and, you know, I'm getting what I desire out of it. But I feel like as men, as people that you're literally telling you're telling people what your kryptonite is when you say stuff like that. You're saying I'm a sucker for a cute face, a small waist and, you know, BS messaging, you know, as long as it comes in a cute package. Like, I I mean, why? Why? I think that 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 was a misstep for Pablo to state that. Um, It's not that I just dislike her. I just feel like um, I, I I don't think she's keeping it real with y'all and, and we get it. Y'all don't want anybody to keep it real. Y'all want people to pacify. I get if you want to be pacified, just say that. And, you know, I, I, I think, you know, she she's going to continue to exploit it, but it's nothing personal. I don't know her to have anything personal against her. Now, do I think she's full of shit? Yeah, I do. Um. <laughs> She may think I'm bullshit. She may think I'm hood. She may think I'm ghetto. She may think a lot of things, but yeah, I think she's full of shit. Um, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> where was the hypocrisy? What 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 are you identifying as hypocrisy? Be um the fact of the matter is, if you're talking um uh to Ados women, you're talking about Ados women. You're talking like you have all this experience, like you've been here, you know exactly what's going on, you see everything, you know everything about Ados women, you know everything about why they're single mothers, you know everything about why the community is so messed up. Why can't you go and talk to the Jamaican women about what? they have going on and leave Ados black women to themselves. Let us figure it out or let us perish and, and, and be done with it. Um, but the thing is when he said, he said that um, you just want another black woman to beat up on black men, like Courtney, if you're saying that she's like, she's attacking Chantel Simone for this reason, Courtney, Michelle isn't beating up on black men. Courtney, Michelle is, is advocating for black men. And she, you know, goes on, you know, she comes out in defense of black men. And so, you know, that clearly can't be the case. Oh, shout out to B. Danny, weeks ago, you wanted us to think Big Nate was the scum of the earth for saying you had terminations with zero evidence. Can't now pretend Courtney as a black woman saying that to another black woman is not reprehensible. Keep it consistent. Um, I'm going to say oh. that my situation with little Big Nate and two women going at it are two totally completely different things first of all nate is a fat sloppy piece of shit who was talking shit about me when the situation had nothing to do with him nothing at all to mm -hmm. do with him i wasn't talking to him i wasn't talking True. about him so that was one number two courtney and, and chantel uh you don't remember when i played that uh stream that big nate no um, i'm talking about between courtney and Ch uh chantel simone Courtney, okay. Michelle, and Chantel Simone. Well, with Courtney and Chantel Simone, to me, to me, 
you had two women going at it. Um, you had um Chantel Simone uh thumbnail after thumbnail of Courtney crying. Now she's supposed to be fit, wow. feminine, and submissive, but you're posting up when she's crying and when um, wow. she's being vulnerable and you're exploiting that for a click interview. You needed somebody to beef with, so you chose Courtney. We got that's that's what happened. Courtney defended yeah. herself um, because it was more than one stream that happened. It was more than one. And I, I, I don't I don't feel no type of way about it. I, like yeah, I, said. I will say this because like, to be honest, I don't even know to the extent of their beef and really and truly it doesn't have anything to do with me. Um, however, I do think that, you know, it's wrong for somebody and just, and this is just from hearsay because I don't know how, like how it got brought back up and how things got kicked back up for somebody to continue bringing up a beef if somebody is staying in their own lane and doing their messaging and not bothering you. But I didn't know that their beef got so messy and entangled. I'm going to not say anything else about it because I don't really know the details. And, and it seemed like it got pretty heated and far worse than I thought this was mild sauce. It seemed like it's getting pretty oh, baby, um, that's all spicy, honey. Yeah. yeah that's all for spicy uh, when you said it I, when you when we talked on the phone and you said it I, I i was working and i didn't even go into detail with you about it but i was thinking it was just just some a little exchange um courtney completely made it up basically saying if a black woman makes it to 30 childless it's because she deleted her seeds who says that Ooh. um Honey, now that, that was a little sloppy. Oh, child, that was hot. That was hot. That was hot. That was hot, Courtney. That was hot. But I'm not going to sit here and say, but th and this is the thing. So y'all go and talk to Courtney about what Courtney did wrong, but you won't go and tell Chantel that she was completely um, full of shit for keeping up the shit she did with Courtney. And so if Courtney decides to defend herself, uh-oh, uh-oh, Courtney says she ain't say that. She ain't say that. She ain't say that. Now what? Courtney said she ain't say that. Now I didn't hear that conversation. She said, but if you have somebody picking on somebody and they choose to come out and defend themselves, then what? If she chose yeah, to defend and herself and she chose to clap back or attack back, then what? What 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 is there to say? Yeah. And that, you know, really and truly, like it, it seemed like it's getting far beyond the scope of what we would be able to hash out regarding who said what and what said it like to be real like real talk i can't even lie i don't know how we got here because like i said i don't know what all transpired but my immediate feeling is that it's kind of messed up that it's gotten this far and like i said i don't know what led to it getting this far like and this is just me being a conscious black woman that i still don't want to see like any black women like you know even having to resort to to this level of this type of exchange like damn yeah it's unfortunate and yeah um yeah i'm gonna just leave it at that 
Um, shout out to Dane C. Um, he says, Angela C. Chantel talked about a, cl a collaboration. Courtney did. She was harsh about it. That's how this reignited. But y'all don't take that same energy over to Chantel, but y'all are taking it to Courtney. Like Courtney was just totally, completely wrong or she shouldn't have said anything. You don't get to pinch me and then tell me I don't get to punch you if you fucking with me. That's how that goes. And I think when y'all kind of understand that um, y'all go messing with somebody and then y'all want to tell them how they should respond or tell them they should be moral when it comes down to it, when you started it, you started the shit. So no, Courtney gets to respond however she wants. You, you don't get to do that. You don't get to do that. You don't get to keep messing with me and then tell me, I shouldn't say this to you or I shouldn't be nasty with you. I'm going to get you up off of me. And she got her up off her, however she felt, how she felt. So, um, dang, um, B, I, I, I disagree with you. I, I disagree with you. I totally disagree with you. You won't take that same energy to Chantel. Why didn't you go to Chantel and tell her to lay up off Courtney? That Courtney was really trying to get people together and get women in line and get women on track. She may not support a movement, but why didn't you go tell that to Chantel? Why didn't you go tell Chantel to stand down off of fucking with Courtney that Courtney didn't really mean any harm? Because when I went back and I, I listened to a lot of things, Courtney didn't say anything that was worth the shit that she went through for, for what she said. She didn't say anything ridiculous. There, most of y'all ain't leaving. We know this. Most of y'all will not leave. We know this. We know that. If she's telling, if she's uh got a demographic for trying, trying to get black men and black women together, there's nothing wrong with that because the most of y'all are not leaving. It, it's just what it is. Um. Anywho, what else do you have? Um. Hold on one second. Uh, let me go back. Because nothing Chantel said was a bold-faced lie. There's a difference. <sighs> Angela C. Courtney is a chameleon and a single mother. Facts. No one knows if Chantel murdered unborn babies. Angela C. I'm so glad you said that. I'm so glad you said that. You're calling Chan you're calling Courtney a uh a chameleon for what what did courtney do to make you think because she has an opinion because she she has a thought process she has a thought process that many men agree with we've had so many men over in the manosphere agree with cynthia g about the shit that cynthia g talks about black men we've had so many different men agree with uh cynthia g nobody says anything when they decide to agree with cynthia g when they say that a lot of you dudes ain't shit, a lot of dudes ain't shit, not you, Angela. But a lot of men have uh, quoted Cynthia G, have rocked, oh, Cynthia G was right when she said this about you. Cynthia G was right when she said this. What's the difference? What, what makes her a chameleon? Because And then if she's a single mother, what business is it of yours? She's not asking you for a dime. She's not asking you for marriage. She's not looking anything from you. She's identified her shit. So then I'm also going to ask if we are, we were single mothers at some point. We were single mothers at some point. I got married. 
yeah, I can sit here and talk about a lot of things that I did as a single mother. I can also talk about myself being a commit. Y'all gonna call me whatever. I told y'all from jump, call me whatever. I'm not gonna be your cup of tea all the time. I'm not gonna be your cup of tea all the time. What's the difference? And Angela, you're full of shit. You're full of shit. And I'm gonna call you out on it. Courtney does not want black men to save strike. She's never said that. I never got that from her message. Mm -mm. If so, if she she a single, does being a single mother make you a strike? I never Angela? got that from her messaging either. I never got that from her message. Never got that from her message. But now if a man has a child and he doesn't want any um body with kids, eh, no, no, no. Angela, you don't have you don't have any proof of that. You don't have any proof of that. She's never I never got that from her messaging ever. So figure that out. Anyway, concrete girl, I just thought we'd go over that for a little bit. Um, um one second. Girl, I, I didn't kick kick clicked off again. Okay, so the next thing. <laughs> so Amber Rose. Um, wait, 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 wait. One more thing. One more thing. One more thing. And then I'm going to be off of it, I promise. You wanted us to think Lil Big Nate was so awful for saying what he said, but now it's okay for Courtney to say that and worse to another Black woman because y'all mad the guys rock with Chantel. Are you fucking kidding me, B? Like, are you kidding me? Are you serious right now? Um, first of all, what um little big Nate came and said to me was um unwarranted. I wasn't fucking with him. And see, that's that's what I'm talking about. If I was if I was doing something to him, you would you would have a leg to stand on. I wasn't doing anything to him. Now, if I was doing something to him and he said something to me, I would say you would have a point, but you don't have a point. You don't have a point there. You, you don't have anything there. I wasn't bothering Lil Big Nate. Lil Big Nate came and started messing with me. That's what it is. You don't have anything there. You If I was messing with him and he decided to shoot back the way he shot, you would have something to stand on. But if I'm not messing with him and he's bothering me, no, that's not how that's going to work. We grown. Oh, child. That link was for Courtney to come up real quick. Sorry, girl. I'm just going to turn this show into. Courtney posed a hypothetical question. Mm. Why are you throwing, your, throwing yourself in this petty beef? Because somebody got to hold the line. Um, I think I'm, I, I'm usually object. I Can you guys hear me? I don't know. It sounds like you're on mute. That's because I was on mute. Okay, well, there you go. Okay, then. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I see you. I was like, is this me? Now, I wanted to um, pop up because, you know, I just saw some comments and I wanted to, again, defend myself for those that want to um, say some stuff that is not true. So, you are absolutely right at the beginning where you stated that I felt like I had to defend myself, which I have 
I I did I didn't have to I wanted to and that's just and i wanted to because i just saw a pattern and i saw a trend of a person that wants to take um jabs unwarranted by people that are the most unproblematic and Me. going after trill from cruise season who i'm close with you know alan from we we need to talk um but, I mean, I can go down the list of the people that has just been pop, 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 pop. And then after, for me, I was like, nah, I just not going to continue to let this ride. And I'm not. So um, I super chatted. I said, because on her platform, the only thing that you see is the worst of us. The mm -hmm. worst of African-American women. You don't see no one from Nan, no other culture, no Jamaican, no Caribbean, it's just us. And always talking about baby mamas and baby mamas. Okay, cool. There was a show that she did that was saying that, she said that she was so much better than baby mamas. And I'm like, you know, if you're gonna say that, then let's be completely honest. Because what makes a baby mama is the behavior and if you're not partaking in the behavior if you're a virgin if you're celibate then you're deciding that i'm going to wait so i'm not going to partake in behavior but i've never heard anyone in this space say that interesting I i've think never You've never heard anyone say that. You've never heard. So I'm like, okay, we got a lot of single people. You talk about baby mamas, but you could be a whole thought. You talk about baby mamas, but you could have a whole womb as a tomb. You talk about all this. It's your behavior. And just because you didn't get caught or just because you might, someone might have paid it off, doesn't make you better than anyone else. So I posed something in the super chat. I was like, well, let's just be, keep it all the way 100 you got on a do you do you you have an assigned seat at the planned parenthood let's talk about it and i opened it up let's talk about it i did and throughout that stream people were so surprised but the one thing i didn't hear was a no mm. let me ask you a question do you think um there's any resolve to this like what will resolve the situation um i don't i don't think it's necessarily just a resolve like i'm cool mm -hmm. and i understand a person for who they are and to go back and forth with someone that i don't think is genuine that i don't think is authentic and when i look back and in my show that i did i was pulling up all these clips and i was like this is completely different like and it's weird because when she first started, me and her had, I think, like the same goal. She was talking about black right. love, black community, and us as a community being better. So we were this, we had these same talking points. Right. It that, changed. That's what I thought. It changed, which, okay, that's cool. Um, but I let stuff rock. I let people do their thing. I don't bother nobody. I do my show and I go on about my business. But then after the multiple of, of things to attack me and then attack other people just because, 
I just not, that's just not in my spirit to let just, just little stuff like that rock. And that's me. And I have the ability to do that. I have the right to defend myself. I think you absolutely have a right to defend yourself because like I said, I think it was blown out of proportion from jump. The uh, thumbnails with you crying in the thumbnails, especially when you were being vulnerable to me, that was just, that was, that was messed up to me. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Then if you're talking about women with the same goals, then it basically kind of comes down to like a little bit of a pissing contest. Like, oh, I'm better than you because ABCD. And then you want to separate us to make it sound like I'm on a completely different train when she said some things that I feel like you, you weren't, you didn't say and that you didn't feel. Yeah. Well, again, when you have someone that's not genuine or here for a complete understanding, then it's, then people try to come with, I got you moments to then big up and then continuously go on a rant off something that wasn't said that was taken out of context for months. And again, people that just love Kevin Samuels and understand that that's what people did with him, took things out of context. And then we can say, that's you. did you watch a whole show? Do you understand what he means? And attack that person for doing it to Kevin Samuels because they love him. But then when someone they idolize doesn't do the exact same thing or give the exact same person that grace, then it's nothing being said or no one cares. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, it is what it is, but... I mean, at the end of the day, for me, um, I I'm just not gonna you're just not gonna punk me. I don't think, and I, I don't think you should be punked either. Like I said um, <laughs> on your stream, off. I think you had every right to defend yourself. And like I said, if what I wasn't clear on was how it got reignited, and somebody made a statement in the chat saying that she had did. Um, did she do a review on, on you on somebody else's panel and that's how it got reignited? Yeah. So, well, it started off on me being on Zoom to Thailand and I just randomly go up there because I have a lot of respect for Richie Mack. So I just go up there just for fun. And then it started there and then it ended after I just kind of stopped responding. I just said, I'll just let her do all that silly shit. Um then I did a review over something off security um, boss page because I just saw that she's doing the exact same thing to Trill. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I messed with crew season. I love Trill. I love his wife. And I saw the exact same thing happen where something was taken out of context. And then it was multiple shows about him and calling him a boy and saying he's acting like a girl and he shouldn't have a microphone. He shouldn't have no one should listen to him. And I'm like, why are wow. we insulting Trill? That's he got a difference of opinion. You took everything he said out of context and you going at him for what? So then I did a review on it and that was it. And then, of course, knowing how I know people, there was a whole nother review. And what was told was that my box was talked about and I'm a baby mama. My wound is old. See, no one wants to say that part. So shit was talked about me. And then that's when I did that super chat. Cause I was like, no, nah, not today. wait a minute. So she did all of that. Now be where you at, where, where you she at? Be, but of course not. Because again, when you idolize someone or you don't take things or don't listen to a complete 
show and you see a super chat, then you, oh, why? No one's asking why she said that. No one thinks. Why would Courtney put that in there? So so then okay so now it's like well that was an opinion about you that was an opinion so that was her opinion now what that was courtney's opinion now what honey you know if you're a favorite around here they gonna let you get away with any and everything they will they could possibly let you get away with you can murder somebody right in front of them and they will sit around and find a way to justify it um b I'm going to drop the yeah. link for you. And go ahead. And also, I mean, and Angela C, because again, yes, it was Angela C. I, I was mentioned at the beginning of that show before the super chat and was talked to my vagina and womb. And I'm like, all right, bet. So we want to talk about baby mamas. Okay, cool. But are you partaking in the behavior? Have you ever? So, I mean, those are legit questions. Those are legit, legit questions that need to be asked. Men vetting women. Okay you don't have any children okay did, did this ever happen these yeah, are why, moral, why these if are she, she comes after your womb all bets are off um because That's there's just certain things as a woman you should have some type of decorum for and um especially if you're in the same space we share a lot of the same audiences chill don't do that why are you attacking her like no so, ma'am but that's right. But then I say something, but then it's, and then I think it took the show to a whole nother level, obviously, which it is what it is, but no nah, girl, you bought your knife to, no, you bought your gun to the knife fight. And, and I mean, and I, and I said this before, like I'm, I'm real chill, but you know, I'm, I'm from the South grew up with brothers. Like we roast. So honestly, I was in there trying, I was roasting, but no one, Oh, you, how could you do that? I was like, no, nah, I roast. And that was a roast. Mm. And I was going to say more, but I was like, they can't even take a roast. I was like, y'all sensitive as hell. No, nah, they sensitive um, when it comes down to them, but not sensitive when it comes down to you. Right. Like I said, you uh, to take to take a moment where you're vulnerable because she didn't agree with you and exploit that shit over and over and over again. It's just ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, stop. And Grow up. And let me let me say this because I see you know so got them hot in the chat right now. Hmm. I I don't care if someone calls me a chameleon. I don't care if someone you're a baby mama like. I I really want the roasting to elevate a little bit more, honey. Like we are so. I mean, it's like fifty year old people. You're a chameleon. That is the lamest roast that i mean we got to do a little better if you're gonna roast then really really roast and the right. chameleon thing is played out and again if i'm a chameleon tell me how because i went after a non-black woman for coming for the black community i've always done that exactly there's exactly. nothing that i've done on my page on nan nun show that doesn't have me being consistent it's just mm. my consistency doesn't align with everybody's idea because I'm not a passport girl and supporting them. Or I don't support um, other cultures, other cultures trying to tell us what we need to do while they cultures over there looking real uh, slaw. Mm. Like, that's just not me. That's it. I'm on code. I say I'm B1. I represent, I love God. So a lot of my ideas is going to come out, out of my religion, which is Christianity. Like I've been completely consistent. So if you're going to call me a chameleon, I think you could do better than that. You could call me country dumbass. I mean, you could do a lot better than that. 
but this but like genre, I, I'm inconsistent. Like I said, there ha have been men in the space that have echoed Cynthia G's talking points, big content creators who have agreed with Cynthia G and nobody has had a word to say. Nobody has flinched. They had, they, they got quiet as church mouse when men have said this, um, some of the same things that Cynthia G has said. And I've watched it time and time again, um, where they've agreed with her. And so mm -hmm. if you say, like I said, if you say anything outside of that box as a woman in the space, then all hell breaks loose. Um, but I kind of feel like she's putting herself in a trick bag, um, to be honest, because if she says anything, um, she's going to have hell to pay, especially with the position she's in. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but Courtney, I think you have done a great, great job with your platform. And just continue to move forward, honey. They gonna if they ain't talking, then I feel like it's something wrong. Listen, so let them talk. Well, I gave you guys your flowers um, on you. mine because I appreciate uh, a balance, and I think I can do better on mine by being more balanced, um, but also being more honest. And if I see a thing, to call out a thing, and don't be scared because someone might got more. Um, subscribers than me or scared to call yeah. them BS out because their tribe is going to come and attack me. Because at the end of the day, I've been the whole time I've been on YouTube, I've been attacked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's We've seen it. Time. I've been, I mean, the whole entire time. There's no time. way but to avoid is, that. I, I ain't shut up and I haven't changed. Yep. Stay true to yourself. Um, because at the end of the day, you know, people that are going to love you, going to love you regardless, just like we see with her. Uh, she can't do any wrong. Mm -hmm. And we get that. So then it is going to be like, well, they hating on her because um, she's da, 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 da. And nobody has a reason to hate on any. I don't have a reason to hate on anybody. Um, I'm happy and successful. So. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. But yeah, so go ahead. I just wanted to pull up because I was saying and I guess no B didn't want to come up. Just want to no, girl, they're gonna talk and cry from the chat and right. tell us everywhere we wrong at, but still won't come in, uh, get this work. But we get it, we get yeah, it. Yeah, that's cool. Anyways, go ahead, do your thing, and thank you again. I appreciate you guys. Thank you, Courtney. All right, bye, y'all. Bye bye. Um, shout out to MGTOW Universe. He says, Never in my wildest dreams could I see foresee women beefing in the manosphere. What a time to be alive. <laughs> Uh, shout out to Gaston's world. Just one question. Do y'all have the same energy for Crimson Cure? Chantel and Crimson share talking points and their audience supports similarly. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. So Gaston, you weren't around when um, Crimson Cure and I were going back and forth um, in the space. I came in the space um, and I was attacked by all of the masculine mercenaries, angry man leading the charge. Kendra was a part of that group at that time. And Kendra also attacked um, attacked us. It, it was actually the breakdown. She also attacked us. Um, we've, since, we've since moved on from it. But if you're attacking me and I haven't done anything to you, or if you're attacking... Um, you may not like a talking point, but I feel like there's a way to have a discussion. Like I said, we've 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 moved on. This was uh maybe about three years ago, two, three years ago, um, when we had our issues, but we've we've definitely moved on and we don't have any. But beef, where does that but, question come from? Like um 
just because I don't think there's an attack on everybody who has the same talking points as Chantel no. or as, um, as Courtney. No. Um, I think the attacking of talking points is one thing, but if you're coming at me because you're upset about um, a talking point that I had and then you start to come for me personally, putting her crying up on a thumbnail is coming for her personally. That's coming for her personally. And to me, it was immature. It was taken out of proportion. It was ridiculous. That's that's starting to come for her personally. Um, Crimson Karen, I we didn't have that type of back and forth, but there were certain aspects of my character that was definitely attacked, and I defended myself. So there you have it. Um, I don't I don't think there's anything wrong with defending yourself. Shout out to Man of Tomorrow. He says, where are these replacement women that didn't ruin their lives? Or are you just trying to get your homegirls off the market? Um, we trying to get our homegirls off the market. What's wrong with that? We wrong. We shouldn't try to do that. I bet. Shout out to Mr. Curlin. He says, I haven't seen anything this pathetic in a long ass time. Some of these cats are more biased than what they're accusing y'all of. At the end of the day, all she had to do was disagree and go on about their way. Babe, you said a word then. Oh, you said a word. You said a word then. Because they'll call us all kind of hypocrites and, and say well, what we said last week and what we said this week. And, um, yeah, y'all y'all call us out in a minute. Um, shout out to Eugene Steele. He says, wait a minute. Cynthia G made her position about black men clear. And some men regurgitated, regurgitated Cynthia G, Cynthia's talking points. The F, the F, the F. Yes, I've seen that firsthand. I've seen uh, quite a few men um, that said that Cynthia G was right. And notice y'all ain't saying what y'all done seen in the... Uh, Y'all ain't saying that. Y'all y'all ain't saying that. Y'all ain't saying that. Y'all ain't saying what Cynthia G said and watching how black men have agreed with her. Y'all ain't y'all don't remember that. Y'all remember everything else about what these uh chicks say, but y'all don't remember black men agreeing with Cynthia G. Y'all don't remember that. Oh, okay. Call them hypocrites. Go take that up with them. Shout out to Faith. She says, I'll listen to everybody. If I disagree, I don't feel the need to beep about it. Thanks. Okay, Concrete, I'm done. That was my TED Talk, Tough Talk. Girl, we can move on to the Let's topic. Go. Let's go. Let's go. Is not settling, leaving Black women bitter and alone. Um... I saw uh, Melody and Ruby, um, baby, I was about to call classic Ruby, Ruby Red. Ruby, please forgive me. <laughs> I'm thinking of Grapefruit, not Grapefruit. Classic Ruby and uh, Melody did a stream yesterday. Um, and they played a clip of a woman that was just like hella, hella bitter. And I was sitting there and I was watching him and I was like, oh, we should also do something on this topic. So shout out to you ladies for the inspiration. Um, and I was thinking about a lot of women that I know who actually refuse to settle. And I thought this would be something really, really good to cover. 
and uh, I have a clip. <laughs> Hold on. But I feel like it needs to be addressed. So recently, many women, especially black women, have been hopping on the soft girl lifestyle era. And honestly, this is the best thing that could ever happen to black women. But of course, there are black women online who are telling other black women that they are wrong for raising their standards or um, they don't deserve to have a man pay their bills or they, they shouldn't be asking a man to do anything for them. And honestly, I'm not surprised because I know our community is like our biggest haters, <laughs> but I'm really embarrassed. And I think we're the only group that does this because we have been conditioned to engage in dysfunctional lifestyles and consider it normal. Like, for example, we have been conditioned to be the strong, independent Black woman our whole life. When it's honestly so detrimental to Black women, it never gives us a vulnerable moment and it makes us be seen as inhumane. And that is why so many people disrespect us and that is why we're so unprotected. And that's not helping us! And honestly, relationship-wise, it doesn't give us any chance to step into our femininity. Which can also lead us to attract men who ain't doing shit for us. Which is why a lot of y'all be fucking with niggas who be asking you for gas money and be living in their mama basement. But I digress, I'm not judging you. And then we've also been conditioned to be ride or die. And bitch, I don't know about y'all, but I was doing more dying than riding. So, <laughs> I don't think that was helping us either. And y'all don't see how blogs be promoting that shit with Krishan and Blueface. Do notice how a lot of black blogs do promote baby mom culture more than they do husband and wife culture. And while there's nothing wrong with being a baby mom, you do have to consider the fact that at the end of the day, that's still promoting a broken family instead of a whole one. And that's not helping the black community. And it is still not helping black women at all. There is so much that we need to change when it comes to the culture of the black community, especially with how black women get treated. It is so wrong as a black woman to tell other black women that they shouldn't desire healthier and happier lives. Just because you're complacent with the dysfunctional lifestyle that we have been conditioned to live in. Regardless, do what works for you. But stop telling black women that they're wrong for wanting better for themselves. Because frankly, after all we've been through, bitch, we fucking deserve it, okay? Love y'all though. Basos, let me know what you guys think in the comments. What did you think about that clip? Um, I thought that it was interesting. Um, I think that she had she didn't say anything that I haven't heard on social media. She was reiterating points that I've already chewed the comments at the chat. Um, she was reiterating points that I've already heard on social media. Um, first off, one thing that I, I wanted to touch on real quick, just kind of a, a side note about like the ride or die black women being encouraged to be like these ride or die chicks, for example. And mm -hmm. that has is something that is carried on and has been going on for a very long time and whenever that point is brought up like now all of a sudden black men are these very literal beings and they're like oh but did you die so if you didn't die black women weren't ever encouraged to be ride or dies like y'all want to play semantics because 
we all know where ride or die culture comes from. And we all understand that just because a black woman didn't die in a situation, we know what ride or die means. That means holding someone down. That means being there throughout it all, like riding with him, like, you know, holding him down through thick or thin, like stop, stop playing semantics, like first and foremost, um, you know, dealing with his, no matter what, you know, putting up with a lot of crap, you know, um, doing a bid with him, uh, you know, holding him down while he's in the streets, holding him down while he doesn't have a job, holding him down while he works at Burger King, holding him down while you work three jobs and and picks up women in it. We know what ride or die means. That does not mean that there's no end to the relationship or that the relationship um, is going to end with your death. Come on, like stop playing. Um, and I completely 100%, that is a point that was argued earlier this month, last month on um, Roger's channel. And it's just driving me crazy that every time that point is brought up, black men want to argue about it because now they're just these very literal beings and, you know, black women didn't die. If a black woman didn't die, she wasn't a ride or die. Shut the hell up. But um, nonetheless, I bring that up to say that is something that we know has been promoted with black women. And the thing about it is, even if we say maybe the term ride or die, um, if we, even if we remove the term ride or die, black women holding a man down. So black women essentially um, holding a man down and, you know, hanging in there with a man through tough times, when, when the times get rough, through thick or thin has been something that has been promoted within Black culture for a very, very long time. And that is what people mean when they say ride or die. And that is something that I wanted to emphasize because it, because it is something that I've seen and that we all know to have been a part of Black culture. And it is still something that is a part of Black culture, but we're seeing it less and less because we're seeing Black women kind of rise up in the face of toxic relationships and say, hell no, ride or die season is over. We'd want no parts of that, you know? So, um, but as it relates to the video as a whole, um, the talking points that she iterated in the video aren't anything new. I've seen those talking points throughout social media. Okay. Um, shout out to Black Vulcan 21. He says, please just start please start with defining settling to me to me um i think that a lot of women's definition of settling is dealing with somebody who makes significantly um less money than you make mm -hmm. and i think that's what a lot of black women will consider as settling like if he makes uh significantly less money a lot of women be like yeah i'll fuck him but yeah, that's that's as far as we gonna go. I'm not gonna catch too many feelings for him. I'm done. You know, we we could kick it, but I ain't gonna I ain't gonna get with you like get with you. And so I think a lot of women define that as settling. Um, Concrete, what are your thoughts on that? 
I think settling means dealing with someone below your standards, someone who does not meet the standard that you have for men, but you're still dealing with him, you know, who comes in below that standard, but he fine, but he got a big D though. But, you know, you like his rims though, but you know, it's popular, but all the ladies are attracted to him, whatever the butt is, he does not meet your standards. So that is how I would define settling. I think you have a better definition. I'm cool with that. Um, a shout out to Leo Anthony. He says, I'm convinced modern day women don't know the difference between setting, settling and being realistic. Um, I think Leo has a great point with that yeah. because um, we talk, We had a conversation earlier over on Tough Talk um, talk discussing femininity coaches and if, if, if they're selling a dream. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I got a chance to ask you about women being realistic with themselves. Do mm. you think um, today's modern woman, um, do you think they're being more delusional or more realistic when it comes down to picking mates? Um, I think, interestingly enough, every time I hear the word delusional, there is a um, TikTok that is like very popular and it, it encourages black women to be delusional. And it's like, be delusional. And uh, that like echoes in my head when I hear it because it's encouraging black women to be delusional. It's saying like, you only have one life, kind of like YOLO spirit. Like you should be delusional. Like get what you can out of life. Like ask for you deserve it be delusional and i hear it so not only do i think that some black women are delusional i think black women are being encouraged to be delusional to reach for the stars to um you know to kind of um to ask things that are outside of their range. Um, And I think that Black women are not um, viewing themselves in a realistic manner. I think that Black women are not using realism to to view themselves. I think that um, they have this whole mentality of the world is my oyster and I can have everything in it. And on one hand, it's kind of like you, you want, if you have a daughter, you know, you have, you have a daughter, you want your daughter to feel like the world is her oyster. She can have everything in it. But on the other hand, you also want her to employ logic and, you know, also understand that just because you want it doesn't mean that you're going to get it and to be realistic. So I think that a healthy balance is good, but I absolutely agree that black women are oftentimes not realistic in how they view the world and what they think they're owed. Um, and I think that they're encouraged to be delusional. Oh, we, honey. in many respects. I think you brought up a really, really good point. Um, Leo, I absolutely agree with you. I don't think that a lot of women are realistic about what it is that they want. Not realistic about what they want, but realistic about what they can get. That's the Mm -hmm. the difference. 
Um, and so then when it comes down to settling, so I watched a video and there's this lady that was on Instagram and she was telling a story about, um, she was out and about one day and this fine man, um, walked up on her and he had, he was dressed really, really nice. He was fine as hell, but when he opened his mouth, he needed braces or he needed dental work done. And she said mm -hmm. that the type of man that she's envisioned, um, he wasn't the type of like, while he looked somewhat aesthetically pleasing to her because he didn't have his dental work together, then she completely was like, hell no. Um, the type of man that I would go for would have that completely in line. And I thought that that was interesting because she was like, he, he was swagged up um talking nice and then um a lot of women were in the comments saying well you know you could fix that kind of shit that that's you know that's nothing you could fix that um and she was like um fix it if it's not exactly what it is that i want then why should i settle because the man that i'm looking for um would know that that's going to take top priority and why should I have to settle for somebody who doesn't even know the base, the basics of dental, getting your teeth fixed and stuff. And I thought that that was interesting. Now, dental hygiene is very important to me. Um, and I think that dental hygiene is very important. Dental hygiene relates to, um, can relate to a lot of other things. If your dental hygiene isn't intact, it can result in a lot of other problems that people don't even realize. Um, you know, um, and like, um, is it, you can not having your dental hygiene in order can relate to a lot of other problems. I'll say that. So I can see that being a concern for someone. Interestingly enough, I was on a post today on one of my favorite TikTokers because she is a fashion girly. And she was talking about how if a man doesn't know how to dress, she won't date him. And she said her friends will. And she was like, she be telling them, y'all can take a man down to pennies and get him together if he don't know how to dress. But I'm not even willing to try. And this woman is 38. She'll be 39 this year. She's been single for seven years. She lives in Chicago. <laughs> I love her. But she's been single for seven years. And if a man don't know how to dress, don't know how to dress, she ain't dealing with him. <laughs> Do you know how trivial that is? <laughs> like the 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 crazy thing to me <laughs> is what you're laughing at. Cause that is so funny to me. Like dressing. It's certain things that I feel like, as far as aesthetics, you can fix you can fix aesthetics. But mm -hmm. if a man has great character, he's responsible. He's accountable. He handles his business. He ain't got 50 million children all across the world and shit. Um, he has some good damn sense. He takes his ass to work every day. He has a great work ethic. Um, mm -hmm. He's smart. He's generous. Aesthetics can be fixed. Character, by the time you get to a certain age, you're not going to be able to really fix character. And then when it comes down to, to women, so then you get to the trope, well, um, I'm not settling for the ugly dude because I've been dogged out by the ugly dude and da 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 da. I ain't settling for the nigga that can dress when there's one who can dress. Then let's talk about the man who can dress. 
Mm-hmm. Let's talk about your swag daddy. He got on his nice slacks, his crisp button down, mm-hmm. nice smoking jacket, expensive shoes, that line straighter than a than 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 a ruler, teeth white as snow, six pack everything. He fine <laughs> as fuck. Do you know how many women want him? Mm-hmm. Then I be thinking like, even if you got him, do you really think you could sustain him? With all that competition, with all them women throwing that ass at him, with all them women saying, here, catch. And they throwing, throwing that cat in his lap. Are you, are you going to be woman enough to sustain him? And when it comes down to like women it's like women can't see beyond like the bigger picture. They can't see the bigger picture, but versus like what's in front of them. And then I'm not telling you to, uh, listen, I'm not telling y'all to dig in no trash and pick you a nigga. I'm not telling y'all that at all, at all. That's not my message at all. But certain things that y'all will dismiss a man for should be the man that y'all would truly go after, but y'all can't get past the, how people going to look at that, how people going to look at him. What my family going to think, what my homegirls going to think when I bring that nigga around. Yeah. Listen, if uh little Jojo got uh, a water, uh, uh, got, got some good credit and some goddamn money and he know how to take care of you and, and treat you like how you're supposed to be treated. Um, ain't nobody gonna be worried about how he dressed. Now we'll talk a That's little so shit. Uh, we'll probably talk a little shit and be like, "What the fuck he got on?" We're gonna talk a little but shit. You can improve that. She's yeah. into fashion, and I mean high fashion. She dresses impeccable, like chef's kiss. She can dress like sis. You can improve his. Dream. Most men will take a, a pointers from a woman. Like my husband, like. I've never seen a man. Let me tell you something. My husband gets custom suits and like any suit he has, it has to be tailored to his body because he has wide shoulders and they like want to give him fat men jackets if he buys a jacket. And so I've never seen a man look better in a suit, but like his casual style, like he has a decent casual style, but like some of like, he has a pretty good casual style. Some of like his shirts, I would be like, you walking on the eggshells, extra soft. No, I would just be like, eh, it's not my taste. It's not my taste. I'll say that. But like that wouldn't like even if I would have seen him in something other than what I like, that would not have been like a deal breaker for me. I'll say that's what I'm trying to say. If okay. I if I would have seen my husband, first of all, he fine. And I think anything looks good on his physique because he has a nice body. Um I nothing. I don't care. Like he would have had to have like some buddies, some buddies, some shacks from Walmart. If he would have had on some shacks from Walmart, though, you want and some win. tattered clothes. And let me tell you something. He'll wear like cut up. He think that you shouldn't look pretty going to the gym. Like maybe if I would have caught him coming from the gym, I would have been like. <laughs> but I probably still would have gave him a chance because I would have understood. Like it's obvious he coming from the gym. It's rare. Like I'm gonna be like, oh no, you. That's there's no way. Especially after having a conversation and understand this is a man of good character. I've never met a man who's remotely cl- comes remotely close to the character that my husband has. 
I would have missed out on the chance of a lifetime. I would have shot, like I would have been shooting myself in the foot by passing up on him because I didn't like what he had on. How stupid is that? I think you bring about some good points. Um, I got some questions for you, but I think we got some super chats first. Okay. Um, shout out to Marvel 318 for the super sticker. Thank you so much, Marvel. Um, shout out to Dane C. Hey, Dane. He says, hey, Sis Dane. G Concrete. Um, he says, hey, uh, ride or die sounds like gang-ish. Um, <laughs> I would, I, I, one day I'll tell you. You got to get my... jumped out. You got to get jumped out. Uh, shout out to Black Vulcan 21. Thank you so much, Black Vulcan. He says, the reason I ask is that educated women think they're settling when they date blue collar men that out earn them. Diesel mechanics are making $75 per hour now. Well, hot mm -hmm. damn. Ain't nothing, oh, I, I know that's right. Um, mm -hmm. Shout out to Eisensama. He says, settling is reducing her near infinite amount of bag of dicks for just one. Oh my gosh. That's uh, what settling is. Um, that's, that's how men think because that's what's settling to them. Going from infinite possibility of getting laid to having to sleep with one woman for the rest of their life. Anyway. Uh, shout out to Mr. Colonel. Hey, babe. Um, he says, uh, come on that concrete. It sounds like this TikToker has flipped from reason to justification. Justification for why she's alone. Mm -hmm. Shaking my head. Babe, mm -hmm. you brought up a really, really interesting point when it comes down to reason versus justification. I didn't even think about that. Um, yeah, child, because uh, a lot of women, when it comes down to justification, a lot of women, well, he can't dress. He don't know how to talk. He ain't got no swag. He, 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 he. He ain't, he ain't what I want. Um, he not that guy. And you, ba they'll basically go on to say that all men aren't shit, um, versus identifying good men and why they would be with these good men, um, versus off of something aesthetic. Um, oh, I got a good question. Let me write that down. I got one for you too. So we're going to get off into something. Cause I got to bring up some old stuff, stuff for you. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. I got it. I got to wrote it down. Um, thank you so much, babe. And shout out to black wizard. He says, what kind of character can a man without a seasoned, <laughs> without, uh, with, without of season colored socks really have think about it. Um, as long I mean, as they clean. Baby, don't come with no funky feet and no dirty socks. No holy man. socks. Come on now, please. Oh, man. Shout out to Ray Alexander. He says, for some women, it's not just about a man's income. Some women want to date or marry a man with a similar level of education, income, and social class. Yeah. Um, that a lot goes back to... 
the last question with the gentleman at said uh, like women of a certain education level won't date like a diesel mechanic, even though he's making a blue collar worker, even though he's making $75 an hour because they want you to be have a similar level of education. Yeah. So and it's kind of stupid because the diesel mechanic doesn't have isn't saddled with all that debt. But a, a woman may feel like, well, he doesn't have, you know, he didn't, he doesn't have a master's degree. He doesn't have his MBA. So he's not as educated. So I can't take him around my friends. Shout out to Omega <laughs> Dreads Gaming Channel. Hello, Omega Dreads. He says, I'm doing this because I ate an edible and these two are like black metal. I think that's a good thing. <laughs> well, Eat another one. <laughs> Double up. Seaweed, mm -hmm. you've been on one. Um. <laughs> uh, okay. Are you ready to ask your question? Because I got my yes, question. Yes, I'm ready. Okay. okay. So, some some time ago, a couple, uh, couple months ago, we had a conversation about Nia Long and her ex. And you made comments as to why you thought Nia Long was doing herself a disservice by leaving the relationship because of her age. Almost as to say that you thought that she should settle as to not be bitter and alone. And it gave off an air of you encouraging a black woman to settle um, as opposed to the possibility of her ending up or resulting in, you know, being, you know, bitter and alone because of her age. And um, I was thinking about that when we talked about do after we talked about doing this topic and I wanted to bring that to the table to see if you wanted an opportunity to clarify or if maybe I misread in some way. What say you? I said what the huh? I said. So I'm going to say it again. Nia Long was prime fucking pickings back in the 90s early 2000s Nia Long um then got with this man and this man and cheated on her and it was very public it was very out loud um I think when you get to a certain point and you're making a certain amount of money and you are in the public eye um, it gets harder and harder for you to find substantial relationships and sustainable relationships. Most times, most times women don't leave men after the first go round of cheating. Most of us don't. It's just what it is. Most of us don't. Mm -hmm. um, I'm sitting there and while I ain't going to say what's necessarily a deal breaker for me because I, I don't want no problems, but I'm sitting there and the way I'm looking at it when we talk about being under a man's protection, if we talk about we know men and we talk about um, this, this, that, and the third, then it's like if you get with a certain man and that man is in a certain lifestyle, I think certain things come with the territory. Every mm -hmm. man that Nia Long will probably get with she, because she like him hot, she like him fly, she want that guy, 
I think that's going to be the trajectory of most men that she chooses because she likes a certain type. You like a certain mm -hmm. type. I think you need to be honest with, with, with what comes with those territories. So when I said that she should get back with him and do, yeah, I, I, um, I don't feel like she had been with the man for about five years. 11. Oh, 11. 11. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She'd been with 11. him for 11. She'd been with him for, for 11 years. Um, Nia Long is old and motherfucking tired. Oh, no, 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 13, like... 13 years. I know you lying. Mm -mm. Then it just brings my argument full circle. She's been they with had an nigga. 11 year old son. That's what it was. She's been with him for 13 whole years. She didn't waste all her damn time. She didn't wasted all her valuable, valuable youth mm -hmm. for 13 years. She didn't wasted a plenty of youth with them 13 years and dealing with that man. Baby, it probably ain't going to get no better from there. You probably not going to uh, be able to date another head coach. You didn't gave that head coach all your years. Stick, stick by him, sis. Um, because, because, <laughs> because. Then when it comes down to the victimization of yourself as to why you didn't got cheated on, stay with me on this. Stay with me. Girl. When we talk about how we choose men, I told y'all this story over and over again when I was getting ready to break up with my baby daddy and my mom was like, what you breaking up with him for? You don't do nothing but choose the same men over and over and over again. And so I went back and I looked at a lot of like the guys that I had dated and a lot of them niggas actually looked similar and mm. when my mama told me that I was like she don't know what the fuck she's talking about that's dumb that don't even make no sense but when I thought about it and I thought about the type of men that I was attracted to and the type of men that I went after or the type of men that I would allow to entertain that I allowed to entertain me um I was dealing with a lot of the same types and it wasn't until I went through like late major life changes to where I had to do some recalculating of some shit um, to when I changed, then the type of men that I went after change. Nia Long is about 50, 52, 54, somewhere up in this, she in her 50s. Nia Long mm -hmm. is probably not going to change. Nia Long already knew what was knew what the deal was when she chose a dude. Um, they had been together 13 years. I am positively, absolutely sure that's probably not her first go-round. Probably not his mm -hmm. first go-round with, with him cheating on her. Um, sometimes you have to say, I'm going to stick beside them and just cheat back. Do what you do. There we go. Um, I completely disagree. I would never, ever tell a woman to stay in a situation where she feels like I would never tell a woman to settle at all. And I certainly wouldn't tell a woman that she should stay when she feels like she's had enough. Um, this was a very public cheat and he cheated with multiple women in the organization, the utter disrespect. And I don't believe it was her first go round. And who's to say that she didn't stay for five, six, seven. And this wasn't her breaking point. The mental anguish that goes into dealing with someone who has cheated. And this is coming from someone who has stayed with a cheater and who has endured embarrassment, who has endured humiliation, who has endured the mental anguish and who has endured the heartache over and over and over again. And I certainly would not tell a woman to stay. I don't care if you're 50. I don't care if you're 79. When you've had enough, get the hell up and get the hell out. And it's never too late. Even if that means that you have to deal with a life of solitude, a life of living with 50 cats, uh, a life of living with 50 cats is much better than li a life of living with someone who constantly disrespects you, does not respect the monogamous 
commitment that he has made with you, doesn't respect the child that he has together with you, literally reporters running up to you with your son, asking you in the presence of your son about the about the infidelity that his father has committed, about his father slanging his Johnson all around town with these women. Like, how dare you? Like, the embarrassment is one thing. Once it affects my children, it, that is something completely different. And I don't care what I have to endure or how much loneliness I have to endure. Loneliness does not mean, does not automatically equate to bitterness. And that's what I wanted to talk to uh, talk about as well as it relates to this topic. The two are not necessarily synonymous. A person can absolutely be alone and be happy. I literally have only been alone two years in my life since I was 14 years old, 14, 15 years old. I've only ever been without a partner for two years in my life, two years. And I was extremely happy, extremely happy. Being alone does not necessarily have to equate to bitterness. It doesn't have to equate to sadness. You can have a very, one can have a very fulfilled life and be alone. One can still date, one, you know, can still be happy. Can you, there are a lot of things that can come out of being alone and, and, and being unattached to a person. Um, I am a person that prefers uh, to be in a committed relationship in a relationship period but you don't necessarily have to be miserable because you're alone and having gone through a similar situation and having coached several people out of just toxic relationships period i just would never ever advise a woman to stay in a relationship where she's being disrespected or he for that matter okay so this is the problem that I have when women talk about cheating a lot of the times, right? So when a woman talks about cheating, so you talk about, well, he fucked another woman. He fucked him. He fucked him. He fucked him. He fucked him. So then let's talk about what men do provide outside of disrespect. So you wanted somebody to go with you here. You need somebody to grab something off the top shelf. You need some dick yourself. You need this, that, and the third. You need some money. You need him to provide things. You need him to be present for things that you need him to be present for. And they show up in every aspect of your life except for that one aspect. Then when it comes down to the embarrassment aspect, I do understand the embarrassment aspect because I do think when you're getting cheated on, that definitely is a source of pain. But let's talk about the loneliness quotient. You said, and Concrete, you're going to be on the hot seat for just a quick second. You said you've only been single for two years out of your life. Two of them, right? One, two, two, right? Two, two, two. Concrete says she only been single for two years. So then and you were very happy within those two years. I think two years is enough time for you to be happy. When you talking about seven, when you talking about eight, nine, ten years, you ain't had no consistent dick. You ain't had nobody to lay up with. You ain't had nobody to tell them ratchet ass jokes in the bed with. You ain't had nobody to get up in the middle of the night and make you some damn cookies. You ain't had nobody in the middle of the night to go check and see who at the damn door. You having to do everything your damn self. I think women have gotten so far beyond and so 
oh, I'm not, I'm just not settling. Oh, he was so disrespectful. I think we forget when men have had a purpose in your life and the purpose that a man has had in your life, unless you already settled and got with a nigga that won shit and you, and that nigga was disposable anyway. But I think when a lot of women get with men, they will discard the man um, for sex. And I'm not saying that that's right or wrong, but when I'm thinking about it, when I'm thinking about it and, and you talk about loneliness, I think it's a two year bid. I'm gonna call it a bid. A two year bid is a two year bid. I don't think a two year bid ain't shit to do. A two year bid ain't shit. I did a two year bid. Freedom. You hear me? Freedom. A two year bid ain't shit to do. That was freedom. Seven, eight, nine, ten years. You ain't had nobody to come hug on your love. I was out the clink for two years. You hear me? In the A, two years. You hear me? I see you rushed your ass. Rushed. (laughs) Rushed. (laughs) He locked me down. You know, what can I say? I can't blame him. I mean, like, I can't blame him. Rush. It was four weeks. He was baby, like, uh-uh, we ain't dating. Baby, when dating, I say you, you was Jack joined, Jackie joined, baby, you was That ready. was him. I mean, he seen this chocolateness. He was like, nah, baby, baby you I ain't like, to play you. With wasn't you. telling him I'm out here free. I'm doing it. <laughs> Nigga, wait. You ain't say none of that. You I ain't say like, none of I that. I guess. I guess. Baby. <laughs> Probably had that man in a chokehold, like a shotgun <laughs> with a No, but I, I, I don't saw your brother in the corner with a gun over there. Wait, I don't know. I don't know. I thought that's what I saw. Like, I was girl. having a good time. You hear me? I was having a good time. <laughs> but anyway, um. I will say this. Now, when you say like the, a lot of like, uh, uh, women do see men as disposable. Women can hire a man for just about anything now. Maybe a task rabbit, you hear me? Um, uh, You know, a Uber on a drunk night if their, hu- if their husband or boyfriend can't be their DD. Um, they can hire somebody to do just, a, they can hire painters. They can hire somebody to come and mow their lawn. They can hire somebody for any task that they need to be completed so they don't feel like men are necessarily needed in today's society however the one thing like a lot of that stuff that you were throwing out you know screwing the light bulb in um doing this or that my mindless babble baby i can babble on the phone with the girls or be on tiktok or facebooker or whatever however the one thing that i will say um that you know nothing can replace is protection there's nothing that can replace that you go hire a 24 7 they can get a dog you will hire a 24 7 security guard however if a man is not protecting your mental and if a man is not concerned about protecting you uh you know in in the bedroom then is he truly concerned about your protection if a man is cheating on you like even if he's strapping up there are a myriad of diseases that can be transferred even with a condom and i've dealt with outside children the all the things so do you really give about my protection do you do you uh, uh, no, I don't think you do. So, I, you know, you know, maybe it's time for me to move on and find someone who really does, because 
even in that situation, you so concerned about this woman that it's getting to the point that you are harassing her. And that's how it came out that Ime Udoka was continuing to contact her after she called it quits. Like, do you care about Nia Long's protection? Are you concerned about her protection? I don't think so. Like, you're not protecting her and concerned about, you know, her transmitting diseases. And I don't know how concerned you are about you getting outside children because even a condom is not 100%. So I can't trust you with protecting me. You violated that. I think if he had had outside children, um, we may have a leg to stand on, but child, I'm, I'm looking. But you I'm, run the risk. Yeah, you do run you, a just risk. Like, of course. No, I, I didn't. No, of course he did not. But I'm saying you run the risk because you're engaging in sex, which is a procreative act. And there's no 100% way to protect yourself. You're running the risk by engaging in a procreative act. That's what I'm saying. I think when you were talking about certain things that you can hire men for and that you can outsource men for, um, I thought that was really interesting um, because in certain aspects, you can't outsource a man for consistency. Um, you can call, you can call, you can call. If you dealing with somebody that's coming over to fuck you and they leaving you, leaving you in the middle of the night, um, they dropping, dropping dick off, but won't snuggle with your ass, won't cuddle with you after the fact. And then you sitting there, I think women long, like we long for that. We want to mm -hmm. feel love. We want to feel wanted. We want to feel a certain type of protection. I don't think those are things that you can outsource. I think women have convinced themselves that they can outsource a lot of shit like that. But you're not going to be able to get past that lonely, that feeling of every fucking time you go to somebody's holiday dinner, you showing up there alone and lonely with your lonely ass. And every time <laughs> somebody's doing, you showing up there alone with your lonely ass. Sis. Girl, Man, you 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 on you on all the antidepressants that money can buy. You trying to convince the world that you're happy and you're outside and you're pruning your plants and you're going shopping and you're going on these little trips and you having to get dick from any Tyrone that'll give it to you. You looking for uh Winston and Jamaica and shit. You having to go search for that dick versus when the dick just coming home to you. The dick uh will give you money. The dick is going to take care of you. You having to outsource all that. And that gets tiresome for a woman. A women will sit around, oh, I just need a friend. I just need a friend to come tighten me up a little bit. <laughs> and then after you get tightened, you get tightened up. You get tightened up. But he got to go and take care of all uh 18 of them other hoes. At least with Nia, she knew he was coming back. He ain't never go nowhere. Mm. He ain't leave her. He fucked around on her. She knew that though. I think it came down to like public embarrassment. To be honest with you, I don't. I don't think he did anything different. I think he. Some it came people, down to public embarrassment. Some people prefer somebody that's gonna go home. I don't want to have to fix you no sandwich. I don't want to pick up your drawers from on the side of the bed. I don't want to smell your feet when we done. Get up, put your drawers on, and go home. Call that Uber. Have him waiting when we done. But <laughs> Uber up before we even done because this ain't gonna take too long. Get up out of here. Listen, ain't nobody even going to the family dinners. I'm gonna be in the Maldives. I'm gonna be in Bali. I'm gonna be in Tulum. Like, baby, I ain't even coming to the family dinners. Every Christmas, every New yes. Year's. <laughs> I, am, I, 
Listen, I'm going to be the fabulous auntie that's that's traveling the world. What are you talking about? Like, who going to be mad at them dinners by myself? Like, I'm not even coming. I'll send y'all cards in the mail. I'll send you a postcard. Like, some people are just not that pressed about it. And that's okay. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Uh, Nia Long's dating Omaria now. She's doing fine. I don't think she's really dating. I hope she's not. (laughs) I I hope not. I I think that would be terrible. (laughs) And Cougars need love too. Cougars need no cougars need dick too, not love, honey. Cougars (laughs) then overpowered the man. They didn't they didn't stole the man dick and then it threw the man in the trash. (laughs) Cougars don't need love, they need dick. That's yes, it. they do. <laughs> um, shout out to MGTOW Universe again. Thank you so much, MGTOW. Uh, he says, we should ask a woman with many cats if they regret leaving their cheating husband. I bet she would say yes. Solitude ain't easy for a social butterfly. No, I bet you they don't. Like, who? Why, why would you regret leaving someone who disrespected you, who disrespected y'all vows, who who literally uh, were risk bringing you home STIs and STDs? Like, people aren't. I'm telling you, I don't see women being pressed. Danny always says that she believes it's cap when those women get on the internet, get on social media, and say that they're fulfilled and they're love and light and that they're loving life and they're enjoying themselves and they're off here and off to this place and you know just living life to the fullest she caused cap but i think a person can seriously be fulfilled in that way again i did have a very short stint of being single maybe if i was out there a little longer i would have felt differently but <laughs> don't don't highlight foolishness. Don't, don't. <laughs> you ain't even have to. Do... <laughs> I can't stand kick clouds. I cannot stand. Them. Go ahead, Danny, because I have nothing. <laughs> um, girl, because they right. They don't believe you. You you was a, you was out there for two years, and you was like, hell no, <laughs> this ain't Baby, no two years. I was cooling. Like I told wow. you, I, if I wanted to just be with somebody. There was an option there. Yeah, but this is the this is the other thing too. Um, so you know, we'll talk about being single by choice versus mm-hmm. you know, force. And I do think that most women are single by force because if they could get with the man that they really wanted to be with, they would. So to me, if you could have the man that you wanted and then you didn't want to be with him, to me, that's by choice. Um. Yeah, I I I think a lot That's of women not are by force. Things. That's just because they don't want to settle. Force. Mm-mm. That's because they don't want to settle. That's not force. Like I ain't forced to be. I could go with this chump. I could go with this chump that can't dress if I just want to be with somebody. I'm saying the dude that could dress is dropping off consistent dick and money. <laughs> every month um and then when they, when women talk about being lonely we don't really keep it a buck we don't keep it a buck when we talk about being lonely oh no i had kids in the house so and that probably you had too, shit like, to do you know what yeah. and my daughters were teenagers so i was literally an uber like after work and was i working two jobs at the time i think i was working two jobs 
And my daughter's like, I think I my it was just I had, during part of the time my daughter couldn't drive. So I was literally in Uber when I wasn't working. Like I was a busy mama. So yeah, I didn't have time to really, I couldn't be lonely. Um but yeah. Yeah. So I I, I look at it. Um I, I like I said, we don't talk about what real loneliness looks like, sis. You ain't you don't even know. You you, you ain't been lonely before, sis. You had shit to do. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't want to live by myself. I don't even like being in the house by myself. I, I would move oh. my daughters back in. I would move my daughters back <sighs> in with me. <laughs> they would have to spend a night every oh, night. Oh, <laughs> you are the Gemini that Gemini, honey. Oh, they, they gotta Gemini. come spend a night. Like, I'm gonna be throwing like pizza parties, movie parties, movie night, decorating, throwing little cutesy little nights for us every single night. <laughs> I'm so glad you got a man. Yeah, I would be annoying to my oh my gosh, to my kids. If I, if I, oh, I'm so if glad I, you if got I, a man. Yeah, I'll be annoying. I can mm -hmm. imagine um other Geminis out here on the loose, Haney, who try to take <laughs> up all their friends' time. I got a Gemini friend classmate. I hope y'all ass out here listening too. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. When she wasn't in a relationship, honey, oh, she wanna hang out every motherfucking day. Every day. Mm-hmm. Girl, you want to go to dinner? Girl, you want to go over here? Girl, you want to go over there? Yeah. Girl, let's go over here. <laughs> Soon as she got into their relationship, baby, listen, we we her, we don't we don't hear from her. We have to send put out APBs. What is going on, honey? Black Wizard is a Gemini. Let me tell you, the, the thing no about it, like alone. the good thing, the benefit for you is that. I have like such a like I have a, a nice friend circle. I don't even like see my friends as much because I'm married. But um, like literally, I, I was booked and busy when I was single. Like I'll be like, okay, friend, I'm coming to hang with you this this Saturday. I'm hanging with this friend this Friday. Like I have like a nice amount of friends, and all of my none of my friends like know each other. They're not friends with each other. So I was always doing something with a friend. Ooh, it was fun times. Then I was in like Facebook groups too. So I would be like hanging with the Facebook groups. I was like I really did. kicking it with the Facebook groups. Yes, I did. <laughs> Maybe I had a social life mm -hmm. i discovered youtube and um facebook groups and that's how me and curlin came across each other um in spite of everybody thinking i just plucked his ass out of the manosphere i didn't pluck him out of here um i met him on facebook and i was happy i was happy as hell to not be alone and lonely and single i was happy you know mm. I'm, I'm gonna have to start listening to y'all when y'all say that y'all happy single. I'm gonna have to start when women say that they're happy single. I'm gonna have to really take that. You don't believe it. I really don't. Um, I really don't. Um, because I've seen women be in relationships, especially at the start of a relationship, and they have that uh -huh. new relationship glow. And especially if you're being loved right and you're glowing and you're just shiny and beaming with this energy and shit when you've had that type of love and you've had a, a man love on you like that it's hard to go back to go back home to some damn cats it's hard to do it's hard to wake up with your dog in the fucking bed uh you got the damn pillow rolled up beside you your goddamn vibrator is saying stop 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 like i'm sitting y'all remember that your vibrator tired that's sis. not everybody's situation that rose but... is is withered 
It's tired, baby. <laughs> Listen, that's not, but I will say, like, my husband is my best friend. So I couldn't even imagine, like, not, like, I'm going to tell you something. That's my, that's my best friend. Like, we, we talk all day long about history, about this and about that. And it's just like, you don't want to talk yeah, about I can't your homegirls. You wouldn't have wanted to talk about that with just your homegirls. My homegirls, <laughs> my homegirls are not deep. So I have very deep conversations. I could talk about the quasars, the mo like holistic health. I could talk about, you know, my organs. I can talk about med medicinal, uh, you know, herbs with healing properties. You don't want to talk to a hotep chick? Like, go get you one of your little hotep friends and y'all could talk about that shit all day. I don't have any. And she like, could rub on friends. your booty or something. Uh-uh. No, good. but I'm saying like we diminish all the little things that a man does for each other. That, that a man does for us. We, we diminish a lot of that shit. Or everything goes out the window if we find out that they cheat. And I'm like, yeah. you, we don't take the overall benefit <laughs> of him. He's not in the room. I'm so done. A version of parallel. What kind of freaky ass fantasies you've been having about me and Concrete, Black uh, MGTOW? Gets you and Game Changer gets married. What? Oh. But <sighs> Child, that was an insult. But Danny, let me tell you this. Very okay, so I will say you you're right. Something you just said struck me. So when you say we diminish the value that a man has and what a man brings to a table, I think that the reason that women diminish, like real talk, I I we 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 keep having these conversations, but we're not talking about the um we're not talking about the root cause. We're not talking about the source. We're not talking about what's behind the curtain, so to speak. The reason that women have a hard time, the reason that women, that you see it as women diminishing what men bring to the table is because a lot of these women ain't have men that bring anything of value to the table. If you have a man that all he does is play games and you need him to take his shoes off and put them on the back porch because his feet stink when he come in. He don't change his socks and barely wash his tail. And, you know, he drinking up all the Capri Suns. Then, yeah, you don't think men, men bring anything to the table. And real talk, like my ex was a good dude. Like, no lie. He was just a man of good character. But when I look at my husband and what my husband brings to the table, like, swear to God, never known a man that brings as much to the table. Like I never even heard of a man bringing what my husband brings to the table. It is astounding. It's like this man fixes everything in the house. This man, like he gardens, he has a green thumb, all the plants in our house. And we have a lot of plants. Like this man can cook. This man knows about herbs. He knows iridology. He is knows history. He's good with geography. Like I don't know a man who had who can who can who adds what the value that he adds. So if a woman doesn't know a man who has that type of value and who brings that to it, not to mention he's just a true leader, hard worker, family man, gonna lay down his life for his family. 
know, when you have that type of man, that in action, uh-oh, am I frozen? You're boring game. I don't know. You good now. Oh, no, you're not. So, I don't have Uh, try dropping down and coming back in. Okay, concrete, say some. A move. You frozen? Yeah, she frozen. Okay, so I noticed that you guys are discussing um the me uh Myers Briggs, and um I am a ENTP. I'm an ENTP most of the time, but I go through points to where I am in um, ENFP um, sometimes. It depends on what type of season I'm having because uh, sometimes I switch back and forth between an ENFP and an ENTP. And Curlin is a, I think he's an INFJ. I'm about to call him to see. Um because I think he and I really, really balance each other out. And I'm an INTP, uh, ENTP uh, dash A. So. Hello? Babe, what's your Myers-Briggs? Uh, INFJ. And, okay. And I flipped to ISTP. INFJ and what else? Uh, ISTP. ISTP. Okay. So. Okay. Thank you, babe. Uh, shout out to Ray Alexander. He says, uh, previous generations of Black women felt they had to settle because of limited career options of their men. But millennial and Gen Z Black women are expecting Black men to achieve more and provide a better lifestyle in the modern era. Um, Interesting. I agree. I agree. Really interesting because that's exactly what they um, are expecting from modern men nowadays. I, I think you, that's a great point. What did you think about my comment about women not seeing or not having never partnered with someone who brought as much to the table or who had as much value? And that's why it seems like they're diminishing the value of men and, you know. That's the thing. So when it comes down to being loved right or actually having somebody loved you, love you. I've seen so many women um, that haven't experienced love from the opposite sex. And then you will go into if you've never experienced love and you've settled for uh everybody and they've dogged you out and they played you and they've treated you less than. Um, I get where the attitudes come from, but then, um, to know what it's like to be loved and to actually be in that space, it's just different. And it gives you a totally different outlook on life. If you've ever been loved before, if you've had somebody, um, treat you like the woman you were supposed to be treated by, and you, you didn't feel any type of way from pouring into that relationship, yeah. it's a totally different vibe. And so, I don't think a lot of women nowadays can actually relate to that. I don't think they can relate to that. I agree. And then when we talk about like what we truly go for, um, we're, we, we're programmed a certain way from jump when 
we come into the world because um you're you're told what's cute we see what people gravitate to um even when um if you have a let's say i'll give you an give you an example when solomon was a baby uh six seven months and solomon was a, a very handsome baby he's a he's a cute child anyway mm -hmm. but it was like women picking him up they like every time i went to the daycare he was in somebody's arms and i'm like put him down, like put him down, show some attention to the other children because he's in your arms all the time. Like every time I come in here and he's in your arms, that means you're giving him way too much that you're not pouring into another child who may actually need it. Mm -hmm. And we've seen how, how we've treated attractive people. Then when women tend to go after women want that guy, uh, most women want that guy, but that's not going to happen for a lot of us. It's just not going to be what it is. Um, I'm not, like I said, I wouldn't tell a woman to settle for um, a bum. I would never tell a woman to settle for a bum. But I, I think that we need to really redo some, rethink some shit. We really need to rethink some shit when it comes down to our standards. The cheating thing, um, that shit could go either way. But I think if you get to a certain age and after a certain point, we really don't talk about how a man benefits us, but we we quick to point out where we've been victimized in those relationships. We quick to point out all that shit, but we won't ever give like the whole story, you know, versus, well, he cheated on me and that was disrespectful or he signed up for this and he didn't follow through on that. And I felt disrespected and I felt like this and I'd rather be with my cats. I think um, in hindsight, like, hindsight being 2020 i don't think most women want that i think i don't know i, I don't think women would rather be alone I, I don't think they would be rather be alone i, think I, I don't think that alone. most people would rather be alone i like if you ask me that do i think most women would rather be alone no i don't think most women would rather be alone i think that innately i think that we're i think that we are created for companionship i think that we are biologically created to be companions with with uh you know our um our co-pilots co um so yes i don't think that you know we would rather be alone but i think that sometimes a disrespect gets too much and we don't know what all she's endured we already said that there's a high likelihood that this probably isn't the first time and who knows sometimes it's like okay this is enough so maybe it's her breaking point and i do think that maybe at 50 she's like okay like i'm not gonna like i can't do this for too many more years like i would you know at this point rather than continue to be disrespected and the public disrespect and you know my child having to be impacted by it like this is my breaking point and you know i think that everyone has a breaking point and maybe this is just hers and um yeah so i think it's just you know that's kind of what it is uh uh okay a shout out to black vulcan 21 he said let's be honest women do not out earn men when prison population felons removed women can upgrade to more economically viable men if they eliminated them from their dating options oh if they eliminated the the felons and all this shit. okay that's interesting let me tell you what i thought this said I, it looked like it said i always pull out late that's what i saw and i was what like you 
What you what you on? Nothing. Mm. I told Nothing. you I'm approved, baby. You gotta warn me before you go there. <laughs> we not, not doing this. <laughs> we not anyways. <laughs> anyway. I've learned so much about sex from you. <laughs> You a lie. You a lie. Baby, you a whole lie. Anyway, you said I you did. had a question I, that you wrote down because we're we not about to do this. I did. And I, mm -hmm. I, I thank you for all your knowledge and information. <laughs> thank you. Um, Whatever. So I wrote down like a cliff note and it had mm -hmm. to do with women choosing men from um, with women choosing men because of aesthetics. And I was going to ask you, men choose women based off of aesthetics either. Do you think men are being unrealistic to, to think that women don't choose the same way? Um, the, the, the thing is, men know that aesthetics plays a part in how women choose because they talk about how... <laughs> Amos and regular Amos and Andy. You know who Amos and Andy is? Ain't that like the people that used to be in blackface? No, Hell they used to be in blackface, did they? Are you sure? I don't know. Maybe I gotta ask my husband, baby. Um, then why you bring okay. it up? Shit. I know they know. just was like a comedy duo. That's oh, I thought I'm they used to be in blackface. I was like, possibly. It's baby, black history, my don't do that. Okay, possibly. Like, I got to think of somebody else. Um, <laughs> I was about to say somebody else. Okay, what? Elmer but they white. We got to use like a black duo. I don't know. Oprah and Gail? <laughs> no, because mm -mm. Oprah and Gail lesbians. No, I mean, <laughs> I don't mean it like that. Okay, now I forgot the question. What? Ask me again. <laughs> you know my memory only yay long. I'm old. Okay. I didn't write the question down, but I'm going to try to go over it again. Aesthetically, women choose men from aesthetics. Okay. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Um, yeah. I got it. So men should know, and they kind of imply that they understand that aesthetics goes into how that, you know, goes into, is plays a part in the choice that women make when they choose um, a partner because they constantly talk about how women go after the bad boys and men with swag and that is directly tied to aesthetics. So, and they understand that men who don't know how to dress, don't have style, are nerds, are geeks, don't have a lineup, wear buddies, yada, 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 are picked over. Um, and so we understand that looks plays a part and aesthetics is important to women. So I don't understand where that point comes from. Like when men try to make it seem like aesthetics isn't as important to women as it is to men, like men shouldn't have to. I think it's because they believe that money is the great equalizer as it relates to men. And that if I have enough money, no matter how undesirable I look, it equalizes, the, it, it levels the playing field and I should be able to get the most beautiful woman in the world. So I think that is where men 
that's where they kind of like mentally feel like, okay, aesthetics isn't as important for a man because I don't have to work on my physical appearance if I work hard at getting the bag. Mm, that's an interesting point. Shout mm -hmm. out to the passport bros. Yeah. They're rich. So that's my that's my assumption. You got some more questions. Um, I do want to ask you this. Um, when we talk about black women, when we talk about black women not settling or ending up bitter and alone, um, do you feel like black men are the ones making it hard for black women because black men are the ones starting movements saying that they're leaving the community black men are also the ones pushing a lot of the narratives about black women um and so there's some truth to a lot of what they're saying but um there there's a lot of generalization also in uh, the narratives that black men push, but do you think that black men are the ones making it difficult for black men for black women as it relates to them dating and finding a suitable mate? No, oh. black men who don't like you are going to make it difficult for you. Yes, those men are going to make it difficult for you. A black man who likes you is not going to make it difficult for you, but it's actually surrounding yourself with people that like you. A lot of times when, when when women go for their types, they're going after men that don't really like them. And so mm -hmm. then they end up, that's when you end up settling because you don't even know if the nigga really likes your ass. Um, I don't think black men are making it hard. Um, I, I don't think it, they're, they're, I don't think they're making it hard at all. Um, when they come down with the movements, the second and third, um, black mm -hmm. women have had their own movements. Um, we just hadn't been on the forefront with our shit. We've had our, our things going. We just not on the forefront with our shit. When it comes down to like passport bros, it is a very, very small percentage of men leaving. A very small percentage. Most men will remain. Most men ain't going nowhere. Um, then when it comes down to when it comes down to picking a mate mm -hmm. and seducing a man you gonna have to have some things that that man wants in order to sustain him. You gonna have to have some things that he wants. You gonna have to know how to do some shit that he likes. I think a lot of women in our community have problems with making men happy um, mm -hmm. while also taking care of themselves. We have, when it comes down to submission and we talk about submission, we don't talk about it from the aspect of actually wanting to see the man happy. I think if a man is happy, he's going to do everything to sustain that relationship. Mm. Um, yeah, I think he's going to do everything he can to sustain that relationship if he's happy. Now, you do have some men that ain't shit that uh, could be happy and still go out there and cheat. But um, I think most of the time when men are happy, they're going to get some way and sit their ass down, especially if they're ready to settle down. Um, a lot of times we yanking these niggas up off the street. They ain't ready to settle down. Um, they ain't got rid of their player card. They done told you this and the third. We don't all, we also don't know how to discern like what, who really likes us, who really fucks with us versus the opposite. So 
I also wanted to kind of just speak on this for a second. So when we talk about is the, so the topic not is not settling, leaving black women bitter and alone. So my overall message to black women is, is not to settle. I would never ever encourage black women to settle. Um, I might encourage black women to reevaluate their standards, their their standards and requirements um, and what what is non-negotiable versus what you can be flexible on. Is it can you be flexible on height? Can you be flexible on education if you know he makes a substantial living as a blue collar worker but he doesn't have an educational background that you might prefer uh what can you be flexible on versus what is a hard requirement for you so i would encourage black women to reassess your standards versus your your standards and requirements um I don't think that encouraging black women to settle the word settle, you know, to go below your standards is a good thing because we saw a generation, we saw generations of women dating Pookies and Ray Rays. And to me, the message of telling black women to settle is essentially telling black women to date no good ninjas. And I don't want to get misconstrued with what I'm saying to black women. <laughs> I'm never telling black women to date black men who um, aren't up to snuff, who don't have their ish together, who aren't living up to their potential or, um, excuse me one second. Um, shout out to Faith. She says, sisters will call you a pick me if you talk about making a man happy. We don't really talk a lot about that because it's damn near you are a they would definitely call you a pick me if you talked about making a man happy. And we don't really talk about doing that. And I think that's one thing that I think other cultures have over us over us because they are looking to make a man happy. They're looking to make his life better. And a lot of women are worried about what they're going to get out of a situation <laughs> versus what they can pour into. And I don't feel like they're, I, I think it should be mutually beneficial, but sometimes it's not going to be mutually beneficial. Sometimes it's going to be uneven. And um, if you got somebody that's riding with you and you riding with them, y'all will work that shit out because that's, that's how it goes. I agree. Excuse yeah. me. <clears throat> I was you okay? sad before I started choking. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do think that it's important to have standards because we previously saw a generation of women who didn't have standards, who thought that the messaging of, you know, you know, ride it out with black men, hold black men down, meant hold down no good black men who weren't any good for you didn't mean any good to their community didn't mean anybody any good including them damn selves and that's not what we're saying we're saying understand when you have a quality man before you and understand when you have a man of good character before you and 
that trivial thing, that trivial hangup that you have is not that important. It's not, should not be a deal breaker, should not be something that you bypass a damn good man who is a man of good character, a man of, you know, a good standing in the community who would make a good partner who you have a connection with, you know, don't be, don't be, um, don't be silly about it. And all I'm saying is reassess your standards and requirements, but, you know, don't settle and don't, um, don't um, settle for trash. Like, come on, that's not at all the message that I am. Um, that's not at all the message that I'm sharing today. And I don't want anyone to get misconstrued about what I'm saying. We have a lot of black men in the space that talk about how black women constantly deal with and have babies by Pookies and Ray Ray who aren't there to take care of their children, abandon the children, abandon the community, um, are not pouring into the community, are not trying to rebuild, expect educated men to come in and pick up the pieces and repair what they've helped to destroy. I don't want women to think that we're telling them to continue on with this cycle. That is not at all the message at all whatsoever. Be smart, continue to hold fast to your standards, but don't do it in such a way that you're discounting good, hardworking men of good character. That's it. That's a good message. That's a good message. Um, yeah, that's a good message. I think um, that's solid. That's solid. Um, That's all. I'm telling y'all to settle for men with good character. Settle for that. (laughs) Um, Stop trying to deal with men that are out of y'all's league. And um, I think the results would be so much better if y'all stop dealing with men that are out of your league. And um, I think y'all need people to be honest with y'all. We have gotten to a point where we big up everything. We ain't going to tell you you're doing shit wrong um, because you're my girl. I love you. And uh, everybody should, yeah, get some confidence about yourself. Get some some whatever you need about yourself and um, go forward in life. But uh, MGTOW, I'll drop the link for you um, if you want to come up. Ma'am, ma'am, and wham. I ain't gonna be up here all night because I got I gotta go to work. I gotta bring Curlin some money. I gotta make him happy. You know, mm-hmm. real pick me shit. So, yes, Faith, absolutely. She says, "Right, concrete is that man good and good to you? Doesn't matter what the next woman thinks about your man." If he has good character and you like him, that's all that matters. And that is another thing. Um, A lot of times we get in our own way. Uh, And when I say that, I mean, I I hear women talk about how there's pee and poop in the dating pool. That is the catchphrase of the century. 
And sometimes it is you constantly going after the same guy. Danny talked about, gave an example earlier about, you know, that her mom used about her dating the same type of guy. Sometimes you need to do something different if you want a different outcome. And sometimes doing something different might be going for or giving someone a try that you otherwise wouldn't have. Um, I talked about when I first started dating my husband, husband um initially when i first started dating my husband my husband is someone very different for me um and when i first started dating him i thought he was gonna be a stick in the mud because simply because of how he was dressed we went to a very casual place it was a um like a caribbean spot like um and they play like you know reggae music and stuff like that but he had on a suit he was looking fine but i had on you know just um like a summer dress and i had on a sweater and stuff but when i saw him like dressed up because i hadn't seen him like in clothes um i was like oh like he was like fully dressed in the suit like <laughs> you know handkerchief not like i mean he was fully dressed in the suit and i was like it kind of put me on guard a little bit. It made me a little bit nervous because I expected him to be a little more relaxed in his style of dress. And so like, I remember like sitting at the table and I sat at the table and I clasped my hands like this in front of me. And I'm like, you know, I was a little bit nervous and immediately I was like, Ooh, I don't know if I'm gonna have a whole lot in common. And we talked a little bit, not a whole lot. I think he was out of town um, on business. And then we had like a date immediately when he came back in town. So I was kind of like, kind of I, I, like, I knew he was like a former Muslim and I was a little concerned if we would have a lot in common, but he was something very different for me. And it turned out to be the best thing I could have ever done. So, yeah. Okay. Well, uh, shout out to Dr. Eugene. Welcome. How are you? Good. Hey, I'm, I'm doing fine. And you? Doing good. What are your thoughts? You know, we talk about all these YouTube streets about having standards. And yeah, I believe both men and women should have their standards just as long as they're realistic. All of us want that dream person. We have it in our heads everybody but the reality is you know there are not that many people who are like them so the only thing we could do is go for the best that we can get and it's not that many women what i've noticed that think that way they want the triple sixes they want uh the man with money and the truth is, some of these women just want the fairy tale lifestyle. Mm -hmm. That's really what, what all that is about. But the, the whole idea, first for men, the whole ideal is you know, to have a woman who is not big and cooperative. And she doesn't have to be a perfect 10 to do that. And the same thing um, with women being men, 
The idea is to have a man that could provide for P, P's, according to the uh, Crimson Cure. Provide, protect, procreate, and problem solve. And a man doesn't have to have the three sixes to do that either. Um, I want to give an example. The other night, um, the other night I was on the pineapple show and I was betting this 27 year old woman. No, no, she didn't look like a perfect 10 or anything like that, but, she, but her looks were good and well, just good enough for me. So I went to the second stage of having a conversation with this woman. And it was pretty pleasant. See, and that's the thing. Well, wait, I got a question for you. Did you get the draws yet? No, 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 I didn't. Her oh, mind always goes there. You got to excuse her. She a freak. <laughs> no. I learned from you, Miss Ma'am. <laughs> But 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 let me tell you something. <laughs> but 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 let me tell you something. I am not one of those men who's looking to bust somebody down anyway. <laughs> You're not. Maybe you should. Shit. Yeah. Mm -mm. Don't yeah. do it. It ain't worth the Dr. Eugene. <laughs> Don't do it. Yes, it is. Ask MGTOW. He went overseas and got him some cat, and he's been cool ever since. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I'm not gonna fall for that. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. But anyway, you know, you know, to make a long, the point is, you know, she, you know, she seems like a person to I want to want to vet furthermore and probably will have a thing with each other. And, and that's what it all comes down to proper vetting. People are getting away from that. Just like these women who just look at the money or the the triple sixes or what have you, you know. No proper betting at all. And once you get it, and if you do get it, well, it's not going to be like what you have envisioned most of the time. So I think we need to put vetting back into dating. You know, men need to bet these women. Women need to bet these men. And stop thinking about all those superficial traits. Okay. That's all I got. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Uh, Steele. I agree with you. Um, but Dr. Steele, you know, everybody, do you think that everybody's superficial to a certain degree? Well, not everybody. What not, about they, you? not everybody. You know some, Danny. Yeah, some people in. What yeah, about you, Dr. Steele? Say it again. What about you? Um, at one point in my life, I used to think that way until I found out you know, the reality. You know, being in four relationships, I found, definitely found out the reality of it all. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Um, well, Dr. Steele, stay up here because uh, we probably going to have to refer back to you because we got this heathen up here. And, you know, it ain't nothing like having a real man to balance out a conversation. Um, hey, uh, Chow, how you doing? I am well. How, how are y'all doing? Doing good. What are your thoughts on the conversation? Okay. Plus Why not be delusional? BHH. I did, I did see that, uh, I did see that TikTok, 
on um that woman's talking about be delusional. Um and I agree. Um why not be delusional? Why not shoot for the stars? Why not want mm-hmm. everything? That's my that's the quite that's that's a, that's a real question. Oh, so um you agree? Um <clears throat> I am rather conservative in how I not necessarily how I aspire or you know how I dream, but I'm realistic and that's probably because I'm I have I am an analyst in my job in my career field. And so I'm always like, I want to analyze the possibilities. And I'm kind of realistic in that realm. And I'm like, yeah, shoot for the stars. But what's the what's the what's the likelihood of you reaching them? So but ain't nothing wrong with it. I would never tell somebody don't. I think that um, dreaming is a healthy thing. Like, I think that that's a good thing. Like, I'd be like, okay, yeah, ain't nothing wrong with that. SG? Um, I am not about um, living in delusion. I am about being real and being real with yourself, being real with whatever it is that you want. Because as long as you live in delusion, you're not going to take the steps to get to where you really want to be. And if you're sitting around and you're doing nothing but dreaming and you're not working on yourself and you're not working to obtain goals, working to get the man that you want, then when life passes you by and you are alone with 15 cats and you're trying to convince everybody that you're fucking happy, I really don't know what to say. Um, because I, I, I don't buy, I don't buy it. I, I just don't. Um, what if you I are doing the work though? If you're yeah, doing cause... the work, if you're doing the work and you're still not getting the results that you want, then you may have to evaluate even some of the work that you're doing. Um, I, you know, I'm a person that does like a lot of self-help. I'm reading all the books I'm doing. I'm trying to do my little shadow work. I'm trying to be as honest. And I I had to get to a point to where I had to go through something very traumatic and very drastic for me to make changes in my life. And that's literally what it took for me to really go through some, some shit um, for me to get grounded and really figure it out, figure out what it is that I want. But I also had to be real with myself, real with what I used to choose, um, real with what those results were. And I had to uh, go down a different path. Most people want to stay on that same path. They don't want to um, veer off because they feel like they're doing everything right. I got you. Sometimes um, things need a little tweaking. And nine times out of 10, if you're not seeking any advice, you're not getting any therapy, you don't have anybody that's going to be honest with you, then you kind of tell yourself that you're doing everything right, but you're just not getting any type of results but there's a reason for everything and typically when i'm sorry dan when people say be delusional they're saying like reach for the stars go after anything you want like whatever it is who's to say that it's like it's kind of saying like manifest it and go after it it's yours the world is your oyster go after it it's telling you 
you know, YOLO, don't stop at just dreaming for it, go after it too. That's kind of what she's saying when she say, be delusional. She's saying, go after that job, even if you're not qualified for it, go after it, go out there and get it. So it doesn't, so I, it sounds like she's saying it in jest, but not literally be delusional because delusion to me is saying dream. But if you're being delusional, if you're not working for it, then you're being delusional. If you're working for it, to me, that's not delusion. If you're actually working and you're doing, yeah, the work. I get what you're saying. Like, yeah, yeah. You, got, you put the work behind, like faith without works. Yeah, is it's like, dead. That's, that's like, yeah, literally yeah. where I'm at. Yeah, with yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but she's saying, like, you know, the the people who are like reposting it and saying it, they're saying, like, yeah. I followed this mindset and manifested my dream job. I did this and went out and got this because I was delusional. I, you know, even though I didn't think I qualified for it, I did it. And this was the success or these are the results of it, you know? Yeah. Um, And then it's uh, doing things that are going to be somewhat obtainable. Um, we will watch people manifest their lives and manifest their dreams, or we think that's a, a form of manifestation. We don't, uh, like they were talking to somebody was talking about Glorilla and saying how one year ago, Gorilla Glorilla was walking around, um, doing extra ratchet shit with her hood rat friends. And then the next year she met Beyonce. Um, but uh Glorilla has also talked about how she was in the studio, how she was coming up with different songs, how she was doing this, this, this that, and third, which means she was actually working towards something versus waiting on some shit to happen by luck or by chance. Um, and I think when you're talking about manifesting, manifesting does come with work. You can think all the positive shit you want. If you don't get up off your ass nine times out of 10, money is not going to land on you. Um, Luck is not going to find you if you're not getting up off your ass and actually meeting that manifestation halfway. So, so if, so if a woman, um, let's, let's take Sierra for an example. I know she's a celebrity and she's um, imprinted a lot of, teen boys but let's just pretend like she's like a regular woman an average looking woman would it i think if you have a lot of simps coming at you uh probably from the time that you're 12 um i can understand the delusion i mean because certainly that teamed up with hypergamy certainly another a better man is going to be around the corner right at some point i think the 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 problem with women that have high standards, they don't know when to cash in a lottery ticket. Thanks. Shout out to uh, BGS. Um, when, I don't know if it's an age or a stage in life, if you have high standards and if you are doing the work, when do you cash in? When do you think that you should cash in the ticket? Oh, that is a great question. And I am a person who has a lot of insight on that. So back um, when I had my glow up, um, so high school, I was shapely, but I was very skinny, very skinny. Um, Didn't know anything about hair, makeup, clothes, whatever, and just kind of went along. You know, I did what I thought was cool, but I had a glow up when I hit about my 
late 20s, early 30s, I had the glow up. Yeah. And when you have the glow up and you got dudes coming at you left, right, sideways, everybody's begging to take you out. Everybody's begging to pay your bills. Everybody's begging to love you. And you don't really, a lot of women don't know how to choose when they have that type of attention from so many different men. A lot of us don't know how to choose. So nine times out of 10, we're going to choose exactly what it is that we think we want. Um, so then you end up with relate in relationships because you'll have a lot of guys that you want, but those guys are also wanted. So you might play the smash and dash, the smash and um, dash game that goes on. Then you might wake up one day and figure out like, Oh shit. Um, I don't have anything meaningful to show for anything. And while I have all of this attention right now, all of this attention isn't going to last forever. What we have kind of had um, fed women with is that the attention is going to last forever. I had that glow up. When I would walk through the grocery store, men would stop me on every freaking aisle. I, I went down, they would stop me. Oh, can I get your number? Hey, blah, blah, blah. then when I started to gain weight, you start to get older dudes are checking for younger chicks you ain't getting the same type of looks the dudes ain't um hopping in your inbox like they used to your social calendar isn't as filled as it used to be that's when you need to really start to think about some shit get somewhere and sit your ass down and um relax because we we are kind of conditioned to think that the attention is going to last forever and now i'm not saying that you can't get any type of attention but when you're young that 25 to early 30 window is probably when you're going to get your most attention. You're going to get the most attention. Once you hit them 30s and let's say you're not in the same shape or you look older, the attention is going to waver. It's it's not going to be the same thing as when you're in your prime. If you can figure out how to settle with somebody or get with somebody that's worthy of something in your prime, do that shit because you you want to be in your prime with your man. Um if you can. But like I said, a lot of us don't talk about um, what happens when that attention goes away, when you start, when you really do start to become lonely and all that good shit. A lot of us don't talk about, you know, don't really um, have conversations like that. But personally, I would say um, settle while you're in your prime, if you can get with somebody when you're in your prime, if you can. That's very interesting because that's a very late in life um glow up like your your late 20s yeah. to to 30s yeah um you know like people like in their college or you know mm. what i mean like but i yeah. think i would rather a late like 20s to um like that that later window than um an earlier window <laughs> because I think that for me, it would be, it could have saved me a lot of trouble. I'll just say that. I totally, totally understand where you're coming from with that. Mm -hmm. um, to be honest with you, I think it was better that it happened for me later down the line too. Um, because another thing too is a lot of women aren't prepared for that type of attention. We had families that would tell you, oh, them niggas just don't, they only want one thing. They only want mm -hmm. one thing. But you're not really getting down to attraction, seduction, 
um what uh what comes along with the we're not necessarily prepared for those things so you getting all this damn attention it feels freaking great it's mm -hmm. a boost to your ego you the only thing you know is you that girl and everybody you want it and that's pretty much what you uh go off of you don't really think of the consequences of being um the last one at the dance because you didn't turn down every fucking body oh no i don't want him i don't want him i don't want him and when they talk about how we've turned down um so many good men it's a true statement a lot of us didn't have anybody to help us vet or to talk to us about men or to really give us the real and really guide us a lot of us didn't have that now i'm not going to say i didn't have that i had a mother who was very honest about a lot of situations but even in her infinite wisdom and her telling me things i was engaged in my 20 i was engaged twice Fuck, i wasn't getting no no i still knew i was still the shit hell no i ain't getting married for what nope yep nope for what get married but for, what? for me I didn't have that. Like for me, okay, so I lived in a town where um, I was not the pick because most of the black guys in the town that I lived in um, liked white girls. But when my baby daddy came to town, like visiting his family, um, he was very attractive. And like all the girls was like, who is that? and he liked me and so um you know once i started dating my baby daddy and um you know like we started dating um it like it was a, after i had started like i knew that i had already started to receive male attention but they still didn't prefer me but they let me know that i was attractive like but it gotcha. was like but you don't have a car but you don't have a car that i could drive you ain't gonna give me money like these white girls so we ain't trying to like date you but you know you cute you know like i see you type of things like that but um nonetheless like i always say like for me as a average looking woman i um you know i have regular self-esteem problems like other people but like i had um a pretty good experience growing up to where i was what i would consider a pretty like a big fish in a small pond because of the fact of like i had <laughs> by proxy like a very popular attractive baby daddy and also um i was out of my friends, I have very, you know, I had attractive girl, little, you know, it was a, it was only a select group of black girls. And so they're cute. My friends, cute and this, that, and the other, but I was always the most reserved one. And I was the one who like dressed because I was the only one who had a job. So I was the one who stood out and was the most popular because I kept my hair done, nails done, dressed. And so therefore I grew up being like, the most popular one, the flyest. I was always the flyest one in my crew saying that, you know what I mean? And, you know, my baby daddy, like he I always had nails done, hair done. Like I, I was always the flyest one from the until the time I left, like for infinity. I was always the flyest chick. 
And I left being the flyest chick. So I was like a big fish in a small pond because I was the flyest chick. So therefore, like I had a unique experience. I, I didn't come to Atlanta feeling like um, out of place, even though when I first came here, I moved here and I moved in with my cousin and I was roommates with my cousin and my cousin worked for a modeling agency here. So all of the um, girls that we went out with were models and they were very attractive, the light skin, curly hair, you know, the um, conventionally attractive girls. And I'm the only dark skinned girl, you know, I'm thicker. I wasn't fat, but I was thicker than these are like rail thin girls. And, but I never felt out of place. Like wherever we went, we always got in VIP. We all like, I, you know, got drinks. I always, but like, I never felt out of place or I never felt like Atlanta was like a place that I could not thrive. So you know, I still felt like my experience being a big fish in a small pond helped me along the way. So, yeah. So, um, I am going to either uh, hop down or um, if you want to do final comments, Ooh, sorry. if you want to do final comments. Yeah, girl, because I got to go. I got to okay. go see about Mr. <laughs> Curlin, honey. I got to go. Uh, I figure, but I know yeah, we kind of took over um, MGTOW's uh, time to talk. That was a so good question. Me... No, no, no. Yeah, that's, was. that's what I wanted. That's Yeah, that's kind of... We went off on before. a tangent and probably went somewhere totally different that you didn't expect. But um, did you have anything else to add there before we get Dr. Steele's final comments in and then we'll come back to you, MGTOW? No, you can do the... Um, you can do final comments. That's fine. Okay. Um, Dr. Steele, what are your final comments? Well, my final thoughts is this, and this is to everybody, both men and women. Sometimes, you know, when you look for somebody, and again, I said this before, you're not going to exactly find somebody who check all the boxes, mm -hmm. but you want to look for somebody who has the most crucial of your standards. You also got to know, you also got to also define your standards because some people misdefine you know, their standards. They're not realistic. You also got to think of the purpose of why you want to get in, in a relationship because there's some people who get in a relationship for all the wrong reasons. That's all I got. Well, thank you, Dr. Steele. Thank you for definitely coming up. You. Thank you for coming up. Definitely. Always Thank very you. supportive. We definitely appreciate that. Thank you. All right. MGTOW, what are your final thoughts? Okay. Oh, shit. Be delusional. <laughs> Always be delusional. But as yeah. Sister George say, put in the work. Um, I mean, don't, don't, don't play down or uh, uh, shortchange yourself right because someone if someone would have told lebron james when he was 13 that you know the chances of him making to the nba it's like literally one in a million then we wouldn't have him today but i understand why women uh why they don't want to quote unquote settle again you have a market of simps um when you're young 
And, you know, if you're middle age, you probably think that's going to last forever. And so you lock yourself out effectively. You know, I got this attention when I was young. I'm still good looking. Why can't I get the man that I want? You know, mm-hmm. mid 40s, 50s, whatever. One thing. OK. I'm going to break the brotherhood code here. Oh. One thing I've noticed between me and my peers that have traveled overseas and other men, passport bros that does the content. Mm-hmm. I've seen this many times that they'll go over there with the intention of I'm going to go find a wife because they've humbled themselves. No, let me take that back. The women in this market has humbled those men, us. I'm throwing myself in there too. And so when we get over there, whether it's Thailand, Philippines, Brazil, Colombia, Guyana, we start to notice that the women that we wanted originally, we have access to that market now. As to where in America, we're locked out effectively if we're not that dude. Mm-hmm. So, so what what do what do guys do? Uh, I don't I don't think there's hypergamy for men. I think it's what hy, hypogamy or what I forgot the term. There's an actual term for it for men. Yeah, where men just go from uh, I want a wife to all right, I'm going to play in the market. And I can get married whenever I want to because I'm the man and I can take a woman who from a development country for from a developing country and get married to her whenever I want. So I think the the naysayers, women and men, have picked up on this. Um, because it's kind of obvious. Um, that's why I I believe that's where the argument comes from. These men don't really want to get married, they just want to have sex and all this other stuff. Yeah, because men, those men, the the worst of the worst, quote unquote, in this market, um, can choose their own adventure in pretty much everywhere else in the world. Um, so yes, be delusional, put in the work. Um, if you're a woman, uh, I don't, I I really don't have an advice for women. I think Sister George, uh, that's it's a very long conversation in terms of like a framework. Mm-hmm. on on um when to recognize exactly like when you should optimize cashing in your ticket um while yes the ideal age i think off the top of my head probably would be young but then again you got i'll, I'll take you two as an example right and i'm gonna tell you why guys uh i'm not one of them but i'll tell you why a lot of black men were mad are mad that you all are married that's not the plan the mathematics say you two are supposed to lose mathematically you're supposed to lose How? both Why? of you because single mothers middle-aged single mothers are supposed to be out in the cold winter is here by the way right so both since both of you are married hold on wait uh, let me just finish since both of you are married that goes against mm-hmm. the narrative now, I don't know if you all think that, uh, uh, well, I think attractive 40-somethings could still get a husband if they're willing to, um, I don't know if settle is the right word. I'll just <laughs> say cash in their ticket. But that that's, that's, that's why a lot of guys are like, that's not the plan. We need these women to struggle so the women, 
So we don't have a bunch of Sierras coming behind them giving us crap. That's just my that's just my opinion. Uh, I agree that the men feel some type of way that a 40 year old woman could be married after being, uh, you know, uh, unwed and having children out of wedlock and, you know, all the things. Um, I agree that some men will be, could be salty by that. Um, the thing is though, um, Personally, um, I would probably run circles around a woman that they would pick as a wife. So there's that. Any man that is in my presence, any man that has been blessed by my feminine energy understands the blessing that I am to my husband. So I, you know, it's no wonder, like, it's, it's not, it's not like this, my husband, I, I married my husband. Um, I had been previously proposed to, but it wasn't, um, a difficult feat for me to be married. Um, like I am, I am a catch. Like I'm a fantastic woman. Like, God dang, like I ain't past a look at, but like, I am a great woman. So it's not a, it's not, it's no wonder that, um, it, it, it wasn't, it wasn't a matter of if I would marry, it was a matter of when, to be honest. Yeah, it is like unicorn effect, what it, call it what you want to, but real talk, like I'm a good ass woman and I know that, and I know that good one, good women like good men are not a dime a dozen. I am a fantastic woman before I came on the air. What do you think I was doing? Making sure not only that my husband's dinner was done, but that I left the condiments out on the stove because he was out in the yard that I made sure not only that the condiments were out on the stove, but that I even left the serving utensils on the stove for which he could plate his meal because I didn't want to put it in a plate because I wanted to keep it warm in the pots. I am a fantastic woman. Like, come on, like real talk, baby, you don't even know the half. Like I'm, I'm that chick. Mm -hmm. I love that. Amen. And, um, yeah, concrete. I echo that sentiment. Like, um, you know, was yeah. there any doubt? Was there any doubt after you had, um, either one of y'all had your children dead, marriage may not happen? Not for me. T um, to be completely honest, yes, let's be honest. Those, <laughs> answer, <laughs> yeah, answer concrete. I didn't. I didn't want, um, I saw myself as a career woman. I like, and like real talk, I had kids very young. So this was me like 13. <laughs> and I was like, I am going to be a career woman and I'm not having kids and getting married. So I was very young when I had kids. Um, I wasn't like, oh, we have to run off and get married um, immediately because I was a very young mom. Um, it wasn't until like into my 20s that like I was like, OK, 
you know, this is a priority and, you know, um, those conversations started to take place. Um, and that's when it became a priority for me. So. Um, I would say when I had, when I had my son, um, I was 32. So still my prime, still my prime. I didn't really gain like a lot of weight after I had my child. Um, matter of fact, I got fine as hell after I had my son. Me either. I was a kid. I, <laughs> I gained 12 pounds with one of my kids and, um, I didn't know that I was pregnant until I was five months with my first child, four months with my second. <laughs> I was so small. Oh, wow. Like, you were yeah, I was literally a child. Yeah. When I um got pregnant with Solomon, I um uh, bounced back so fast it was sickening. Yeah. And then I grew hips when I um had Solomon. So that really put me in the game. Um, so <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Mm -hmm. Um but I'm not gonna front the attention did waver you know um after a point no i'm not gonna say it no it didn't it, it wavered like two years ago when i started to get bigger but i still got attention like it, even a day me and Curry, I, all kind of attention i don't know i i can't say that i didn't see myself getting married now i thought i would have been married early because i wanted to be married early at one point like when i was a little girl i was oh by 22 i'll have five kids and 22, when I hit 22 and it got uh, a taste of the free life, woo I was like, hell no, nah, I having a vice kids. I'm out here and I'm having fun. <laughs> like, listen, I had the best, one the and best some, some of the best times in my 20s. And so I don't regret, I don't necessarily regret my decisions. I hate that I didn't get married and have my child in wedlock and um, all that good stuff and actually build a family structure at the time. But shit worked out i mean yeah. i don't even never even think about that like i real talk it doesn't even cross my mind when but I, I do have go ahead danny what i was gonna say is when i think about um how things turn out for uh kids and single parent households and some of the struggles that Kerlin and i had from me just being um in the house of solomon and it hasn't been anything ridiculous but um had there been a man around it probably would have been things from a, a base level as opposed to yeah. somebody having to come in and teach but you know. I get that yeah. yeah and I think it was a little different for me because my kids were literally like teens by the time and well by the and my kids never lived in the house with my husband either so I get our dynamics are different so I can see that but I have a question for you, MGTOW, and I, okay. I often wonder this about, like, so MGTOW, I'm assuming that you're not too far off from our age. Like, you're not no, too far from 40. Huh? 38. Okay, so, like, for Black men who are, like, nearing 40, um, like, what do you all, like, you know, what is the mindset or how, what, what is, let me see, how can I phrase this? Um, is there a concern? Is there a concern or, um, yeah, is there a concern for, um, black men or for you 
being that you're almost 40 and you haven't established a family. So you don't yet have a wife and a family and you're almost 40 because there is a growing narrative about black men wanting to find wives at a geriatric stage. So black mm. men won't talk about black women in these geriatric pregnancies, but black women, well, not black women, women, people are saying that black men wait until the geriatric stage before they're ready to settle down and then want a family and black men already have a um there's already concerns about the health and the longevity of black men so is do you have any concerns about the fact that you're nearing 40 and you don't yet have a wife and family yeah ready for this uh for the black pill abyss Cause I was going to save this for a live stream I was going to do, but let's, let's do it. So in mm-hmm. 2012, I, I became MGTOW marriage and kids. I told myself marriage and kids was never going to happen around two years ago. Um, I just turned 37. Um, Your biological clock started ticking. No, my biological you up clock. At night. Okay. So <laughs> I was in a hospital a few weeks ago. And um, I'm gonna have to get my gallbladder yanked. So oh. that's just further confirmation that you there's need probably wife. more life. No, <laughs> not there's probably more life that I'm not invincible. There's probably more life behind me than there is ahead of me. Mm-hmm. Um, so for the last two years, I've been thinking about you know being a husband, starting a family. One of my uh, MGTOW, um uh friends that's been with me since uh 2014 you know pretty much sat me down and you know told me that i lost my way why are you thinking about this marriage thing this kid thing whatever (laughs) um it kind of set me back straight like he took me through the math you know sometimes that's that's the thing i love about the manosphere when you get off track does he have a family no he don't have no family well then don't Uh, listen to that fool no, wait. Wait a minute. Is he is he <laughs> wait wait wait. Do y'all spend a lot of time together? No. Cuz this sound like he won't never. No. No, no, no. No, 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 no. No. The uh, thing guys is that, like, guys I care about you. They they're, they're going to sit you down and uh-uh, and pick your brain though. But because I, I feel like this MGTOW, the thing is like I like Danny Danny is my roadie. That's that's my girl. Like I love her. That's that's my dog. Like my I love my friends because I got to choose them. Like as an adult person, this is like this is somebody I chose to be in my life and to be in partnership with. However, our views are not the same. And like as it when it comes to making a life decision, she can't tell me forget about your life aspirations. That's stupid and set me back on the straight and narrow. If I said I want to have another baby, me and my husband want to have more children, she can't convince me, "Oh, that's stupid. You know, you're you're dumb for that and, and set me back on the straight and narrow. This is my life aspiration. I want to have a child with my husband and bring a child into this world with the greatest father that I know. So no one would be able to convince me otherwise. But he wasn't coming from a point of just don't do that. He he came from a point of why do you want to do that? If, you know, what was the what was the change in mindset? And I told him that, you know, I'm getting older. 40 is a year away. 
a year and a half away. Um, and you like, you know, you, since you're traveling to other countries, you don't have to get married. You could just, you could just play house until no, you get tired of her. We've been through this. <laughs> it's pick your own adventure. Um, so oh the marriage God. thing. They giving out is... bad advice over there in the men's house. You know what, ladies? You know what? You know what? Get these niggas for all their money. I don't no more. Because if they got guys telling them to play house with y'all, sis, I'm gonna give y'all the game. I'm done with you, dude. I got y'all, sis. I got y'all. Wow. No, ma'am. That's that's why. That's why this I This is think... why the city girls exist. Real ass. Mm. I see why. City boys down by a thousand points after this. Well, Child, it's like, boy, get married when you can pick your own adventure. When oh you can get married. God. I could be 80 years old. This is why they say on one lick. Geriatric pregnancy. Geriatric. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh my God. That man Let's... is probably lonely as hell at night. He probably lonely with a half a bottle of that Queen's lotion that they get from the beauty supply store that's Not watered down on his we mama. Well, he, had, he didn't tell me to be single. He didn't tell me to keep it single. He just told me. Uh, it's not smart. He reiterated, "Don't you know? You don't have to be married." You need to go talk to some married men. <laughs> some happily married men. Yeah, good luck with that. Um, <laughs> Whatever. Uh, so the marriage thing is out, and the kids thing. I'll eventually get around to. I could be eighty-five years old on one leg and go to a foreign country and get like. 20 something but what about family what about legacy what about children what about you know do you know what i understand i understand i sound like the villain right now but this is just like it's Mm -hmm. logical with feelings it's like it's not logical because somebody planted that seed in your head from 2010 you're, you're right but it's it was based in logic though it's not based in logic because y'all kind of go through the same things that women go through after they hit a certain point. You dudes get tired of eating goddamn soup out the can, Vienna sausages, ramen noodles and shit. Potted meat. You, you want somebody to be able, you want to be able to come home and <laughs> smell a meal that's already being cooked when you walk into the house. Mm-hmm. You want to be able to eat leftovers. You want somebody that's going to remember your birthday and celebrate you. You also like to be spooned. You want to have one want to have your hair rubbed on you want to have um somebody Somebody rubbing them hard feet somebody to look after you lotioning them feet after you get out the shower and y'all also don't talk about the benefits of being with a good woman a woman that is trying to make you happy a lot of y'all get with women that don't like y'all. Y'all try to get with the tens and twenties, and then you having to pay. You gotta pay that bitch. You won't go to uh get Keisha down there at the goddamn uh corner store with them fresh biscuits and them gra- and that gravy and shit. You want these hoes on this IG, oh, and then God. when they dog y'all ass out, then y'all come. Why y'all keep putting me in that group? I don't. I've never. I've never talked about a wanted. Any Where is your thought. wife, thirty-eight year old man? Uh, you know what I be what I be trying to figure out though. I'm gonna okay. tell you. I'm gonna tell you this. What I've been what I what I was thinking about today. The, the especially in the manosphere, especially in the manosphere, y'all be so like anti marriage. Y'all don't be anti relationship, but y'all be like anti like hella anti marriage for good reason. But no, pro sex tourism. Hold on, hold on. 
y'all pro-sex tur tourism, y'all pro-hoes, y'all uh, fake, y'all have fake-ass morals. Now, Concrete, they got some fake-ass morals. Um, It'd be weird to me to kind of listen to, like, the conversations or hear y'all's um, criticisms of Black women, but y'all contribute to the same shit that y'all don't like. Y'all contribute to hoes. Y'all contribute to single motherhood. Um. It, it gets to be weird to me because the same shit that y'all don't want, then you will have a group and, and I'm not, not, not to say anything against MGTOW, but if a dude from MGTOW is telling you, well, you know, uh, go out for adventure and seek adventure and do, 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 do. When, when women <laughs> come along with this same damn advice, y'all are looking like who shot John when women are telling women, yeah, get that nigga for his money. Yeah. Matter of fact, you got women telling, telling them um, other women to leave y'all with the damn babies. It's becoming like fucking bizarro land because nobody wants to do the real fucking work to sustain relationships and to really be there and to work at it and do what you have to do. Everybody wants this when when she sees me, I just want her to be in love. Men sound about as delusional as the fucking women. Y'all sound crazy. The difference is be delusional, big Be delusional. Uh, but it's that delusional though. Like men, mm -hmm. the difference between men and women in that instance, Sister George, men can create. Uh, how did uh, y'all can create Ali life when y'all turn ninety five? Um, yeah, but you ain't gonna want to be a, a hundred year old at the graduation. You if ain't I'm, gonna want to be the old. You is, don't want to play with if your. If I'm kids. eighty, if I'm eighty years old, I'm gonna the get married. The lifespan of black men is decreasing. Also, facts. And then you have so many women that are smartening up and understanding that y'all don't want to get married until you, till you tired and raggedy and and drawn out. Mm. Then you want to take over the rest of her fucking time. Then y'all going to get young women. So. When y'all go get these she young women, y'all working her like a damn slave because y'all too fucking tired to do something. You 85, hell nah, you ain't gonna get up and help with the laundry or help cook or help with the kids and shit. You tired. We get it. <laughs> no, have you seen I, if I'm 85 years TikTok, old? It's, a, it's an Asian woman and it's and they and she has a child with a black man. He's like 60 something years old. And that yeah, child there's the, the worst one the worst one Ooh. i see is there's this black guy in the philippines and this is this he's a vet and he's broken down pretty bad his wife him and his wife they do tiktok and they argue quite a bit but she ain't going nowhere that man broken How down in the wheelchair his, How fair his, is that? Even to the care. child, this this man, he be sleep. That kid be running all around. He sleep with his mouth wide open at the computer chair, like that kid. You know it's what? Like why? When they, when they talk about married, uh, being single happy, and married, being married while <laughs> being single while married, this is the shit they talking about. The big towns, mm -hmm. the niggas they was talking mm -hmm. about. I told y'all, yeah, ladies, don't, don't let these niggas. Y'all not ready. Y'all not ready for the black pill stuff. This is like this is very simple. It's very very simple. I get it, but then when y'all talk about making changes and what y'all want to see in the community and how these bitches Who says that, we're past that point though. Y'all are past that point, but y'all talk about what women should be doing and how women should be doing this and how single mothers shouldn't be doing that, and then. Look at y'all, y'all trifling. Y'all, I'm not. I, I'm not concerned about what any single mother is doing. Um, but a man uh, that has worked hard for what he has, um, I'm not gonna say he has the right 
because that'd be the that'd be the wrong language. But I mean, that's what you'd really think. I man. expect I as I expect a man, regardless of his skin color, that has worked hard and built his wealth to start multiple families. I expect that. I do not expect him to start one wife, one kid, two kids, this uh, black kid, brown kid, one kid, two kids shit. No, he's going to have five. He might have seven. He might have ten. The Nick Cannons, the Futures, y'all better be thankful we not like Shout Nick Cannon the Future. to y'all. Well, we, they'd have us locked of, up in concentration camps if we but was But this is the type like of niggas that y'all uphold, though. When we say that y'all uphold these niggas like Future and and Nick Cannon and shit like that, and the Akons of the world, we ain't lie on y'all. Uh, you know what? I got to go. It's <laughs> I got to go look for my husband. He ain't called me all day. I miss him. Um, shout out to Dylan Grill. They said, has Concrete or Sister Ger George heard of the book Money Issues in Black Male-Female Relationships no. by George Sabira? If so, I would love to see you, you too. Love to see you have a panel talk on that book and its talking points. Um, you know what? I am going I've never to heard of that book. A book. I'm gonna pick up a I've book. I've never heard of it. Take a picture of it, mm -hmm. and I will get the book. Bam. There we One go. One question, one more question before we go. I promise. Mm -hmm. Y'all think men that work hard, like y'all expect them to just have one family? I'm gonna tell you what I expect. You see why you up here questioning us. I'm just asking. Uh-uh-uh. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you. So you yeah. see why you up here questioning us and we got husbands. Oh, here we go. And they have one. We one wife. And so we, we, we got one husband. And you sitting around and you talking to random ass women off the internet. I want you to think about whether or not you got multiple families. If you should have multiple families, one family, whatever. I want you to think about that shit when you get down. Um, I want you to think about it. Let me answer this question because my husband, again, like he, how you grew up, he has way, a Muslim background. He has a Muslim background <laughs> and he does not subscribe to monogamy. Um, he doesn't subscribe to monogamy. Most men don't. Um, he, uh, if they're being know, honest, he's talking about Willis. What that mean? He doesn't. Well, he doesn't subscribe to monogamy. You he believes you that men are entitled to have more than one wife. What you think about that? That's normal. Um, we we talk That's about it, normal. and it like concrete. We are we gonna it. have a third member of the show? No. <laughs> let's not go down this road, please. Let's not. We talk about it, and it would have to be like in a unique situation. Like I'm too oh. much of a control freak. Like, but you he does not. She could be in the house, and then you could be in the house. What kind of woman? No, she the, have to the be? husband does have to provide her with her own dwelling, and she has to be provided with the same equal things that um, the first wife is provided for. But Do you um, believe in monogamy? Um, I believe and subscribe to monogamy, but I'm not uh, completely opposed to polygamy this under is, the right circumstances. This is. No, what 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 does she have to look like? That's why I said cheating isn't necessary. Find a woman that is in line with your program. Yeah, but yeah, but most women ain't going for that. You know that. Yeah, most most Western women are not going to go for it. Oh man, what is she? Why you ain't tell me about the sister wife stuff? 
We've never had the discussion about Remember it. when I said she always dressed like she, she See, lives that, on a sister wife? But I'm still uh, approved. I am still approved. Please, let's not do this I'm again. I'm just... Let's not. Please. No. Please, let's not do this. You like me, childhood. <laughs> anyway. I have needed some help. She always hollering this shit out. All 2023, we've been on this. Hey. What is going on? She wants to believe that shit so bad. Be delusional, Kathy. <laughs> Be delusional. <laughs> anyway. All right, y'all. Girl, so I got to go have me a drink behind. Please do. <laughs> Concrete Thank girl, we so have to talk. Oh my gosh. Y'all are awesome. Nick Tao. Yes. You are one of the biggest supporters of our channel. And I um I love I'm, I'm gonna give you some uh some I ain't gonna leave you no flowers. Let me give you some socks because yours probably got holes in because you ain't got no one. But <laughs> thank <part>. you. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, I do have one pair that does have a small see, hole in see? them. See? We do too much bleach, goddammit. Too much bleach. Um uh, thank you so much, MGTOW. Thank um, y'all. Definitely appreciate you. Have a good night. And a shout out to the Faith Factor. She said, great show, ladies. Another masterpiece. Thank you so much, lady. Um, Y'all probably going to tear my ass up in the comments about telling y'all to settle for a cheating man. But, honey, I guarantee a cheating man is better than 15 cats. Mark my word, honey. Mark my word. Um, Don't Anyway, um, Concrete, what did you think of the show? I thought it was good. It was fantastic. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Didn't think we would be on here this long, but I definitely enjoyed it. It was a really good show. It was good. Good stuff. I thought it was a good show, too. I didn't think we would be we on We got some more stuff coming down the pipeline, though, so stay tuned. Stay tuned. We got some more stuff coming up. Uh, If y'all will, please hit the like button. Please. Please. Because... Yeah, y'all should. Um, we have the most we we have the best damn show. We do. Period. So hit the like button, subscribe, come mm -hmm. see us on Sunday. If y'all nice, no, nah, y'all ain't gonna be nice. So we ain't gonna give y'all no extra <laughs> show this week, but they ain't nice. Y'all ain't, they nice. ain't nice. But um men, um <laughs> Look at this. I hate when people be trying to ask me like, uh, like, listen, like, yep. tell her, listen, because we've been having this discussion about morality, morals, values, dealing the real. Ain't that that's the question of the night. Yes, I am OK with a cheating man, but not polygamy. Do it behind my back. Do it behind my back, not in my face. I am controlling. What I am selfish. I will cut a bitch. What the hell? Cheat on me behind my back. I can't take you having because I like too much attention. I like for shit to be about me on me. Um, I want it all. And okay. yeah, that's where I met with it. Um, mm. don't fuck around, don't fuck up and fuck up. That's all that's how I be. You know what I mean? Okay, okay. <laughs> Anywho, <laughs> um, I hope you and dealing the real. I hope you have a, a harem of women following behind you, and I'm excited for you. So, I hate you. 
Um, Danny should be okay with it. Men deserve to cheat for dealing with all you crazy chicks. Andrew, I am very <laughs> sane. I am unlike those hood rat holes that you even got out of the gully, the gutters of Baltimore, Baltimore. I'm not like that. Baltimore. Baltimore. Now, I will say this. Muslim men also believe that you can have as many concubines as your hand can hold. So you can cheat with as many women as your hand can hold. <laughs> I don't subscribe to that part, though. That's not like into what I would ever agree to. But polygamy is I'm not opposed to. Don't add. We'll talk about it. Come on. We got to go. Because I'm we done been on here. Why did you throw this out at the last fucking meeting? <laughs> we gonna talk about it. <laughs> oh, concrete have a sister wife by next week. <laughs> next uh -oh. time. Maybe I'm gonna rule them all out. <laughs> I'm too scared. I'm gonna show you how to chase bitches away. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um Thank y'all for showing up. Shout out to everybody who super chatted us, who supported us. Thank you, thank you, yes. thank you, thank you, thank you. We'll Appreciate see you guys back here on Sunday. We are out. Peace.